Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. guys welcome back it's another episode of chasing the wave i'm your host john demarco and again with me like always friend of the pod mark ravasco how are you today mark i'm pretty good good to hear so today we're gonna do something interesting so i would like to bring my filmmaking friends or actors onto the podcast and i like to interview them so mark you have the honor today to be interviewed by me I'm honored. Okay, a little too loud, but okay. So let me let me let's start up. Let's start off first, Mark. So, what 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 do you do in filmmaking? Well, right now, um, I guess can I can I talk about both of them? I guess do yeah, whatever you want to talk about. Tell okay. me, tell me. Uh, so my main uh, my main job or my main enthusiasm and jobs <laughs> in in general. Uh, my main job is basically a colorist, mm-hmm. so I I work on. So I don't know if if you guys don't know what a colorist is. We're basically uh, um, like a small group of people because there's not very uh, a lot of colorists actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, we're a small group of people that um, take what we would say the final edits yeah. of uh, of a film uh, of any type of film, and we actually. Uh, take it from its uh its basic uh values in color and enhance it completely okay that, i mean I, I know what that is but the viewers uh, at home don't and that's that's fa- i mean i love color correction i love i find yes. it very fascinating it's mm. what folks what you can do with an image prior to seeing it if you ever get a chance i want you to do this guys everyone please type in red file like red camera raw okay and then go for Google Images, and then well, uh, just remember, there's a lot of like raw and a lot of different types. Oh yeah, of code I'm, I'm for just giving I'm just giving oh, okay, them okay. an example for so they can see what color. Or here, I got one better for you, folks. Go to YouTube.com, type in red color correction, okay. or red camera color correction, anything with color correction in it, and watch the before and afters of what a colorist does. It's very fascinating. It's very cool, and um, 
Now I've known Mark, and I'm I'm kind of like I kind of skipped a little behind a little bit, but I've known Mark now for about ooh, three years. We've known each other. Yeah, I think it's been yeah, it's been three years. years. Yeah. And Mark was actually an intern at the place I used to work at, Fremont East Studios. When I first met Mark, he was doing audio. So this is a big different turnaround from what he originally wanted to do mm-hmm. from when I met him. Now I now let's go back all the way. So what made you get into filmmaking? Let's let's start with that. Let's okay. So. Uh, even before, uh, even before like Fremont East, mm-hmm. even before my audio school, actually, I've always been interested in film. Yeah. Um, now, uh, to cut you, sorry to cut you off, but was there always a was there a movie or anything of that nature that got you into ma- like wanting to be a filmmaker? The Matrix. The Matrix. Now, why the Matrix? Oh, it was different at its time. It was a, definitely a different movie. Mm-hmm. There were many movies that were released, and there were very, very good movies yeah. out there at that time, of yeah. course. We, yeah. we all know. There are masterpieces out yeah. there. But there was nothing like The Matrix mm-hmm. at its time. There was nothing like a bullet uh, uh, bullet time mm-hmm. movie with a humongous twist. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, by the way, if you've never seen The Matrix. Which Most is people... pretty sad if you never saw The Matrix. <laughs> it's been, 20, over, I think, 20 years now. The fact that, that that one scene, the fact that Morpheus had to tell Neo that this is not the real world. Yeah. The Matrix is a, a, a digital frontier yeah. of what you believe is the real world. Mm-hmm. When the real world is actually... Uh, a mechanized city yeah. that's full of mechs that takes all your freaking like then, all your fluids and turns you into a battery. Yeah. Now, now I I don't know. You guys can't see this because it's not video form, but seeing Mark and him explaining the Matrix and what made him love the Matrix and wanted to go into filmmaking. Now, it's passion. It's yes. the, his passion right there for film. Like what made him go into filmmaking. And that's what everyone should have. Who's a, any filmmaker who is passionate about their 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 craft will be passionate about their favorite movie. Oh yes. If you're not passionate about your favorite movie, then why are you a filmmaker? Let me ask you that. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, not, yeah. Not to ask you that in general. I'm just no, 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 opening, no, no, opening that. But like, like talk, the Matrix. Is great. <laughs> I'm I, offended. I, now, the, the, like I said the Matrix, is a great movie, but not everyone's gonna love the Matrix. Oh, but when yeah. someone can some when someone can justify the Matrix of why they love it, then you know. There's passion in that person. They love their craft. They love what they do, and they love what they got into. Yeah. And that is what I'm seeing right now from Mark. And it's it's I love seeing that in people. And thank you for I love yeah. I love seeing that. And you know the bullet time thing. Now let me and, ask you this. And uh, well, there's yeah. also another thing. I yeah. mean, they did a lot of iconic stuff too yeah. in that movie. There's a lot of great icon, uh, icon, iconography. Of, is that the right word? Uh, something like that. Okay. It's iconic. Yeah. The movies itself is yeah. one of the most iconic movies yeah. ever created because the red and the blue pill. Yep. In in the with in frame of a frame within yep. the frame. Yep. Moment where you see you see the pills mm-hmm. also off the yep. uh, off Morpheus's Glasses. sunglasses. Yeah. Um, uh, the whole like "Welcome to the Real World" yeah. line. There's a lot of lines that are great yeah. in that movie. Uh, the 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 most iconic one, mm-hmm. the bullet dodge. Yes, that yes, that was the most. That was that was a, like the biggest one out of all of them. Now, did you have the VHS of the Matrix or no? No. Oh, you know. The, I know what the original one looks like though. The original. The original Matrix. 
Oh no, I'm asking in general because you know on the on the end of the Matrix, the movie, the VHS, they had the behind the scenes stuff on there. Oh yeah. So that that I didn't know if you, that's what I was asking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying now. Yeah, so no. so that's cool. The Matrix. So around that's around ninety. Uh, 1999. Eight, 1999. Yeah. Oh, that's almost twenty years too. That's funny. Yeah. Um, it's very. So okay. So the Matrix got you into that now. Now you weren't that. Now it was. What did you want to do when you saw the Matrix? Did you want to direct? Did you want to do the camera work? Did you want to do post production? Did you want act? You know, that, that's. Let me ask you that now. Originally, yeah, I, I, I the thought process was I want to be the director. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I want to yeah. be director. Yeah. But then, uh, uh, as I thought about it, like when I look back at it, mm-hmm. I actually wanted to be cinematographer. Okay. Uh, uh, if 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 I were to see my younger self mm-hmm. and actually see uh, the passion that I felt when I saw that movie, yeah. and to really like think that I wanted to be a director, I yeah. actually meant to be to say I want to be a cinematographer. Yeah, because how that movie was shot, mm-hmm. and this goes back to color again. Yeah, because that movie had a certain color tone to it. It did. If you notice, uh, so mm. here's the thing. This is why I'm a colorist now because these kind of things show up. Okay. The from the matrix the in the matrix, mm. uh, when you're in the matrix, when the character Neo is in the matrix, yeah, everything around the whole entire uh, 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 parts of the matrix are all in green. The uh, the Matrix world, the, right? Yeah, the the yeah. color tone of it is very greenish look, which is supposed to signify that it's a, uh, uh, it's like a certain color value mm-hmm. of like say the Matrix itself. Yeah, was like, that also the, because it's a computer in a sense? Yes, yes, it, it, and and the symbols of Matrix itself, yeah. like the what we see on the computer screen mm-hmm. on of of what's defined as the Matrix, yeah, with the symbols and all that. Um, but it also is on top of that. There's another meaning to that color as well. What was that? The sickly outlook of it. When we look at color, uh, what what do we think? What do you think of blue? Well, I think cool, like you know, kind of sad a little bit. Yeah, emotion wise. Emotion wise, yeah. I feel sad or okay. like you know just glum. Red, red. I feel f- angry. Okay, angry. Uh, orangey. I, I don't know. Actually, I can't think of that off. The it's that. more of a happy tone. Is Actually. it? Okay. It's a, or ha- passionate. Or pa- I see that as purple, personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there is, orange still gives you that passionate tone. Yeah, okay, it's yeah, around yeah. there. Yeah. Still. Okay. It's 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 still around the red. Yeah. Uh, red, orangey, pinkish area. Oh yeah, because you know that uh, passion tone can turn into anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a sense, if yeah. you go from orange to yeah, red, yeah, you could definitely right? do. That. And then, uh, what do you think of green? Money. Like well, okay, well, that's okay. just yeah. That's the first thing that popped in my okay, head. Okay, that's that's one. Uh, what else do you think about it? Sick. Emotionally, well, I I kind of think sick because like you know when when yeah. I'm, what about green and yellow? Green and yellow, green yellow together. Well, that's also sick too to me. Yeah, yeah. Does that look like puke? Yeah, because you remember the cartoons back in the day. Okay, yeah. I see where you're going. Yeah, you remember see the what cartoons I mean? though. Whenever someone got sick, yeah. I always saw um, them turn green, a shade of green. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was getting to. So uh, it also had a meaning of that. And because there's a lot of greenish, yellowish tone to the Matrix as well. I never saw the yellow. I always saw the green, though. There, yeah, there's a lot of green. But if you notice, like in in the in the in the color tone of like Neo, for instance, have you noticed that it's a little bit yellow in some ways? I'm gonna have to watch the Matrix after yeah, okay. we talk about this now. So there, there. Uh, I mean, we can bring up a picture if anything. I can't. We have no internet. Oh right yeah, now. there's no internet. We're still on the no internet base, folks. <laughs> uh, but uh, basically. Uh, that's that's one thing about it. The other interesting aspect of the Matrix as well in color mm-hmm. is the real world. Okay. 
What do you notice about the real world when you see it? Green and, is gone, if you notice. In the real world, it's always blue. It's always like, yes, it's blue. A, always a blue. Which is what? What does that remind sad. you? Of? Yeah, sad. Yeah, depressing, was, right? Depressing. Well, yeah. the Matrix is sickening. Yeah, it's almost like it's still the za- the same uh, genre. Uh, I guess the same uh, feelings Be- in some ways. Like you're very closely related. Yeah, because you, when you're sick, you're depressed in a sense. Yeah. You're not always happy because oh, I'm sick. But you're happy. Well, you, the only time you're happy if you're sick is if but you have to like. If take you notice work. too, if you notice, uh, the real world is also very. Uh, it's natural too. At the same time. Oh yeah. Like their skin tone, mm-hmm. everything, it seems natural in yeah. color. Okay. So basically that w- w- that's the most interesting part about the matrix mm-hmm. is like you can tell when you're in the matrix and when you're not. Yeah. When you're well, when you're looking at a scene and you go this is the matrix. Yeah. This is not the matrix. You- and it's it's very interesting how they do that. It's yeah. uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I went to color too, mm-hmm. because it's like because stuff of the like matrix. That. Interesting, yeah. Okay. It's funny as a child now. As a no, chi- it went back to that. Actually, not just uh, it's not just because when I saw the matrix, yeah, that's made me passionate to become uh, a director or a cinematographer. Mm. It's the fact that I went when I was an adult yeah. and I wanted to become a colorist. I looked back at that at the movie, major. okay, and I was like, and it brought me back there, and I was like, whoa, I didn't realize that at so first. It's, it's kind of like it, it gave not one eighty. Well, I guess it one not one no, it wouldn't be a one eighty. Technically, in a it, sense, it's, it's kind of like, like the reinvention of yourself in a yeah, sense because yeah. you're like when you first saw those it, like, defined me. Yeah, yeah. It, it defined you. It defined you again as a person. So it's yeah. like the second de- definition of you, I guess. So a, I guess it is my part. favorite movie ever. It, it has to be. It is. Yeah. It is because it it one it brings you to the dance of what made you want to be in the film. Yeah. Obviously, yes, right? Yes. And then it want to make you a director. And then, excuse me, I burped. Um, but it, and then you watch it again when you're at this. I, well, we're not there yet, but we'll, I guess you're going to be at a rut later on in life where you're like, I don't know what I want to do in the filmmaking yeah, world. Yeah. And you watch it again and you're like, holy shit, I found my calling. Yes, That's when you yes. find your call. So you basically, in a sense, kind of not to be biblical. But you're kind of like Jesus. You resurrected yourself in a sense. Yeah. So okay, that's that's interesting. And like the like I said, Matrix is a great example of anyone who want to be. That's a, a masterpiece. I, dude. To Mark, it's a masterpiece. To me, it's it's a great movie. But and again, my my favorite movie always changes like the fucking day. So no, okay. I mean, that's yeah. that's a problem too. So um, but I'm gonna say Ghostbusters or Back to the Future two are the two films that. Actually, oh my god, Back but, to the Future is a great. But this isn't about me. This is about you today. So. Okay, so we got you watch the Matrix, you do that, and then what? Then then you went to school for audio. So where did that shift come to? So, uh, okay, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I've I, I was still thinking about film. Actually, yeah, that was the craziest part. I still like. Now, did film. you make any films? By the way, let me side tangent. Yeah. Did you? I did small little things. Okay. I had a PSP, a PlayStation Portable. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there is this cool thing about the PlayStation Portable back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, you could get uh, from Japan yeah. this little camera okay. that attaches to the PSP oh, cool. camera. And uh, it was like no other camera. That, there was no other camera at that time that was portable like That's that. That's awesome. So that was that your first camera ever? That was like my true first video camera. Okay, awesome. Because there was also Handycams yeah, out yeah. there. But this one did 720p recordings wow. at its time and, and if you remember tw- in 20 in 2000 and 
six, mm-hmm. there was no cameras like that. No, that there did wasn't. Seven twenty p. It was still in the four eighty. If you think about it, like it was four eighty. Four eighty because uh, for consumer level too. Yeah, WWE like going to wrestling real quick, but I don't think WWE did HD till two thousand eight. No, yeah, and a lot of things were in yeah. HD yet. Yeah. Um, the cool part about it is that I had my first ever seven twenty p camera. And I put it right on my my, my PSP. And my yeah. PSP can do it. It came all the way from Japan because I asked my parents for it. Mm-hmm. I, I asked my parents if I can get it, and they yeah. could get it from Japan. Yeah. And uh, basically, it shipped over to, from Japan. I put yeah. it on. I made small videos with that thing. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I, I never knew that about the PSP. By the way, that's yeah. something that's. Uh, well, you, I was a big. I, I'm. I'm a. Uh, yeah, you're a gamer. Let's, let's, well, no, let's let's. This is kind of a little hush hush, or it's not really a hush hush thing, but it was more like uh, back then it was a hush hush thing. I was a, a otaku, or uh, what I would what call. What the fuck is an otaku? Uh, it's basically, <laughs> dude. You guys should have seen his face when I said that. It sounds like, like a taco. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> sounds like otaku. It sounds like an octopus. No, no, it's a, uh, it's uh, basically it's a, uh, it's anime. Fan. Okay. Humongous anime. Oh, okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong oh, with ridiculously that. Ridiculously huge. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna judge you for that. But in in those days, it was frowned upon. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, those those days, it was frowned upon. Oh, yeah. Now but it's it's now everyone and their mother loves anime. Yeah, this is definitely the time when everything's I, okay. I, I, it's all right, anime. But yeah, that's, that's another story. Yeah. Um. But basically, uh, uh, I I I I was very into Japanese stuff. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. that's the whole bit. Just mm-hmm. why I said that. Yeah. Is because um, I looked at, I found it on an article. Okay, uh, that's on, really cool. On the internet, and I was like, I was like, there's a PSP camera, and I was like, dude, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard of. And then I, I asked my parents to grab it, and I got it. And yeah, I, uh, I did like these small little things. I was in the metal that time too, oh, yeah. so like I, I used metal as my background. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Music for I, it. I did that too as well as a child. Yeah, because I, I wasn't really, I didn't really. Uh, think about like you know uh, um, orchestra uh, orchestraic type yeah. of uh, music being uh, uh, any emotional gravity towards your films. Yeah, um, I just thought like any music would work. So well, I that's like, I, I mean, that's what you that's it's funny because any music I thought would work too, but it's not all about that. As you yeah. as you grow, <laughs> yeah, as you grow and you understand film a little bit more, yeah. it's emotional. It's uh, you're supposed to have emotion. There's a yeah. reason why orchestral music is used in in film because yeah. it grabs you. It, yeah. it, it, there are dynamic moments. There are there are, but th- that's besides the point. But basically, uh, we'll get to that sometime in the future. But yeah. basically, um, uh, when I just put on like metal <laughs> for like this fighting scene kind of thing. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, uh, I remember I was so terrible at editing too. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, what what did you have back then? There was like really any, I had nothing Windows to edit. Movie Maker, dude. I like I had GL two. Remember the uh, I had GL two uh-huh. at one time. No, I no. don't think I've never. Uh, Sorry, no, let me go back. I had a JVC camera, right? Okay. And I didn't know how to hook it up. To, it, you, can, you can, like, you know, file transfer. Hard drive, right? Well, the thing was, everyone had Windows. So I couldn't, like, oh. you had to use Firewire to get to that. Oh. So I couldn't edit any of my movies, really. So I had to do the old tape. Like, oh, okay, stop. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy thing. shit. But that, that, that was a lot more complicated because when I got my Mac finally, uh, my first Mac computer, right, right. I, I had Firewire 800 400. So when I had the GL2 then. Uh-huh. So I was lucky enough to finally transfer shit onto that, but that's like another story. That's another, yeah. yeah that's that, like transferring. That's yeah. like an extra step, yeah. A whole bunch of things. And yeah. So, um, 
but yeah, man, like, uh, so, okay, so you, you have that 720 thing, and but still, how did you get to audio? So, you because you go from, like, wanting to be this film director, watching right, Matrix, right, right, right. you go make, you got well, the Well, that's where I was going to yeah. get at, yeah. So, basically, after I did that, yeah. uh, and just to let you know, my, my editing back then is, there's, like, you have to press, like, the right trigger the right click uh, shoulder button. Oh, so you were in you were inside PSP to edit? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. I know I, I did the recordings that way. Oh, oh. But but uh, I basically I had to press down the R yeah. the R button mm -hmm. uh, on the shoulder pads, yeah. and when I pressed that, you can hear this click to it. Oh. So it was terrible editing because I didn't know how to cut mm -hmm. back then or no cut the audio. Yeah. Uh, and I was like. And whenever I was skipped to another scene, because I did the scene sequences right, yeah. like I even framed them correctly yeah. and actually cut them to the point, yeah. I never took out those those click Clicks. parts. Now, what were the movies that you were making? Like, what, what kind of movies was it? Oh, like, it was just skits, like little okay. tiny, because I, I was into this uh, this website called uh, uh, Tomorrow's Nobodies, what, uh, dot com. What was that website? Oh, I never heard man, of it. it was funny. It was like, it, it was like a bunch of dudes that made animated shorts. Oh, okay, that's cool. That were, that were funny as hell. That's awesome. And, then, and they also made skits, like, like they made like their own skits where they made this guy named David, mm. uh, like stupid. Like he's a stupid friend, basically, and he does all the stupidest shit uh, in in their group, and now, uh, and the and 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 they know it. That he's gonna do something. Now let me ask you this, because I have a theory. But like, because we're in the like I said, we, we, I don't know if anyone else heard our other podcasts, but we're basically the same age. Now we came around a time when Jackass and CKY and all those like st now skateboarding films. Did you do any of that stuff too, as well? No. Okay, so then my theory is kind of not it's null and void on this one. Uh, I mean, uh, I was I'm I'm gonna be honest. I was a sheltered kid that was okay. kind of scared of uh, no, it's all that good. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just a question because I know like a lot of the people I think that are filmmakers now that are our age they start yeah they start I from agree. that so or yeah. skateboarding or skateboarding especially yeah. like skateboarding videos because they were big because of Tony Hawk. Yeah. But okay, so you got that 720 thing. You got you were making skits like those. Like skits. comedy skits Comedy yeah. skits That's awesome And then So you go to that And then continue on your story I just, I'm sorry about the side tangent No you're totally fine Yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, after that we, um, I was about to finish high school mm -hmm. um, I just thought about my future Yeah And I was I'm, I'm a big musician Yeah I, I play guitar I, I sing as well Yeah And uh, basically uh, What happened after that Is that I was like You know what I'm really into This band I'm in mm -hmm. Because at the time I was in the band Called Air Drifter Yeah Um I was really getting into this band I, I started, and I was like, you know what? I like audio. Mm -hmm. and, and then I thought about back then when I did do that edit yeah. of that well, of that one skit with my PSP, and I hated how the clicks sounded. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take care of that because you don't hear that in movies ever. Yeah. Uh, you never hear like somebody press the record button and hear like the fucking yeah. button click. Like, you don't hear like a noise when you do that. Um, That'd be really bad. If you it's did. terrible, especially when you go to each scene. It's like it's like oh okay, next scene, click. Yeah, and then it's constantly that you hear that constantly in every single scene. Um, but basically, I was kind of sick of that too. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I decided. I told my parents that I'm going to. I would like to go into audio production. Awesome. So I ended up going into uh, International Academy of Design and Technology. Okay. Over uh, in Henderson, uh, uh, Las Vegas. Yep. Uh, well, Henderson, Nevada. Yeah. And um, after that, that's when I started my career as an audio engineer. Cool. And uh, I went through four years of college. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, there was a time when I was doing audio, and I actually 
was wanting to quit. There really? were times. Yeah, there was a time. Now, why was, did you want to quit? Um, that's when film came in. So, so now here's here's the question because now I'm curious because so during those four years, did you kind of repress film, or did you like have? An, so actually, ex, ex, it was yeah. freshman year. Okay, and senior or freshman and sophomore year. Okay, so the first I was, two years, I was into audio. Okay, like really into it. Yeah. I was very passionate. I did really well. I had a three point eight grade point average. Oh, that's awesome. That's great, yeah. man. Um, smart cookie. Then uh, junior year came. Okay. Now, and what made you get back into the filmmaking? No. So, I took, uh, uh, they were taking a lot of juniors yeah. on uh, different jobs. Okay. Like, like, they were offering, like, like uh, you know, volunteer work yeah, yeah, yeah. so that you can get yourself out there. Yeah. I took one with a camera. Okay. Because it was the first time. Okay. Um, this, uh, this one, uh, this one shoot that they were doing, mm-hmm. because I was supposed to also be a boom op. Okay. It involved two Canon cameras, two Canon DSLR cameras. Gotcha. Uh, it was it was the six uh, the sixty Ds at the time. Okay. Um, we had two of them. Uh, this this girl was in uh, was in uh, one of the cinema class the cinema uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, classes and stuff yeah. like that. She uh, had these two cameras mm-hmm. and she was using it. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, can you be my second? Uh, can you be my secret camera op? And I now, was like, sure. Now, were you shaking your pants a little bit? Because you haven't been behind the camera in a long time. And you have no idea how to use these cameras. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Well, you fake it to make it, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. But no, but she no, she taught me a little bit about it, though. Awesome. I, I learned. That's how I learned about ISO, mm-hmm. shutter speed, and uh, and uh, aperture. Nice. Um, I learned it on the fly, too. It hey. was like right there and then. And then I learned about it. Uh, I learned about it just enough to say like uh what's the ranges yeah i didn't know what they did mm-hmm. so that night yeah. after we did that shoot because i was so interested in it mm-hmm. and i learned about like manual focusing and stuff like that too yeah. right on the spot too great um it was it was eye-opening interest yeah i think that would be too especially if you're doing if you're so immersed in the audio for two years and, and then, then you, you saw you, something new yeah, it's, yeah, yeah you're like holy shit what the fuck is that you want to learn about it yeah and I remember I used to love thinking about film. Like, what would I be like if I was a filmmaker? You mm-hmm. know, like, like it, it, this would be a lot different. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, yeah. and they used to talk shit about filmmakers a lot. Audio guys, yeah. Oh God, it's terrible. Well, they, well who are some, tell me some of the things they say. Oh my God, oh, do you want to hear it? Yeah, oh, wait, okay. give me a few. Give me a few. If you want to know what audio engineers are are like, guys, here's it. They don't know shit about sound. Well, that that is true. That is a true fact, and we'll get to a later story about that later on. Okay, when I talk to you. Okay, uh, so so they don't know shit about sound. Yeah, is one. Mm-hmm. Another one is, uh, um, um, yeah. Whenever you always bring your own fucking gear because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Well, that is true. I think you're supposed to bring your own fucking gear if, to quote them. Actually, well, I mean, like uh, even at like a, a set that uh, that's supposed to provide. That's the thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I would too, because yeah. like no matter what, I'm still gonna bring my own gear. And then and then uh, well, uh, they're like they're like don't expect uh, don't expect directors to tell you where the fuck you should put your boom. <laughs> well, inexperienced directors, I'm gonna say, don't know where to put the boom. Yeah. Experienced directors will at least know. Because they'll see the boom shadow if they're if you're yeah, naive yeah. and dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I think that last one's a little too much, but other than that, yeah, I agree with everything that's else. Ex- but that's why I'm telling you. Yeah. Another thing is they're like they're like, uh just realize that uh you're not important on this set. Well, that's everyone on the set, unless you're an actor or director. No, no, no but I mean, like uh, with with audio, oh, yeah. the, you're the last thing they think about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I would, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. If they, to be if they don't, if they don't wait on you, it's because they don't care. They'll be like, <laughs> and oh. they expect you to do amazingly. Yeah, yeah. anyways, MOS guys, we'll just get MOS for this. Yeah. It's fine. We'll, we'll do ADR. That's what every every student filmmaker will go. We'll just do ADR. That's really what it is, and I hate that so much. Uh, yeah, I hate that. And there was a moment where we had our own project, uh, our own project we had to work with with ADR. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh uh, yeah. So I mean, I mean, uh, a lot of that was my fault. I'm going yeah. to say that right now. A lot of it was my fault, and I do admit it. And mm. and uh, but you know, I we learn. Yeah, you, you live and learn. And yeah. so so junior year, you you get into that camera, and that now that's is that before you we met. By the way, yes. Okay, so that's, that's way before. before. Okay, yeah. so interesting. That's two years before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then, uh, so you got that. You you start questioning basically like a priest. Your your religion. Your what what? Yeah, exactly. Like what am, is this right for me? Yeah. Am I? Should I stay? See, here's the thing. I had yeah. a dilemma. Yeah. Even in my head, and it was kind of bugging me for that rest of the year. Yeah. Where I was like. Do I continue my audio engineering yeah. capabilities? So what made you continue the audio engineering capabilities? Uh, I'm already three years in. Oh, that's true, too. That makes sense. And it's kind of stupid to drop out and not get a degree after mm-hmm. you almost spent four years. Well, that, that's very it. true, because that's kind of like last minute. That, that's yeah. what that's what made me keep doing it. Um, oh. But uh, there was a time, though, where mm-hmm. I even thought about actually changing my, my uh, career. Mm-hmm. So what or, would you change the filmmaking? Yeah, oh, I was going to go into cinema basically. Okay. But uh, then I realized though that I would be starting over again. Yeah. Well, did you ever think of dual majoring though at the same time, or was that like uh, out of the question? That was not out. That was not possible with this school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just wondering. And then okay, so you go into senior year. You're like, okay, I have one more year of this. But then, did you think after that, like, did you go, okay, so senior year I can get at least have an audio degree, but I can go back into cinema because I kind of know the shit. Like, what were, you, um, what were your what were your well, thoughts going into that? Like, uh, did you? There was a lot of stuff that was happening. Okay. One was uh, I was I was starting to get through this moment with my band where we mm. were uh, we were getting uh, kind of angry towards each other. Yeah. It was starting to become like band drama and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I eventually got kicked out. Yeah. Uh, there was that, so mm-hmm. I got depressed in that. Oh jeez. Uh, uh, then I started my grades start slipping mm-hmm. really badly. Yeah, and then that's because did you not care about the audio anymore? You just did- it was like half between I didn't care about audio yeah. as much as before, and I was more ambitious towards film, and I started mm-hmm. researching more about film. Now and then, and so your senior year—that's when you, is that when you you came right to Fremont East? Yes. So that was the close to the end of senior year. Okay. So, but but so when I met you though. You were very passionate about. Audio though, like yeah, you, I mean, you, I was still, I still like audio a mm-hmm. lot. I still understood it. I still, if anything, uh, uh, um, at that time when I was there yeah. with with you guys, yeah, I had a great freaking time, like yeah. just learning about everything there, and mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think like seeing all the equipment that yeah. you guys had made me even more passionate towards audio again. Yeah, in some ways, you came in, you were wide eyed and bushy tail. Like I think yeah. that's, is that the is that the correct? Every day I saw Mark, he would just be like, <gasps> like really excited. Yeah. And that was great, like seeing that, and that's why I still use Mark for all my projects, <laughs> honestly, because Mark will get shit done. And I'm not just saying that because I'm he's right next to me. I'm being honest. I, I I put my trust in the mark, no matter what. To be honest, 
I try my best. At I, no, least. I, I know you try it's your best. Hard, but I, I believe in you as well. That's why I also call upon your services whenever I can't make a shoot. Right. So, but that's me getting a lot ahead of ourselves. So let's continue. So Fremont East. What was your time there? So Fremont East. That was yeah. I, it was Candyland for me. Yeah. <laughs> It was. It was a candy well, shop. <laughs> it was. Now, uh, what was your what was your favorite time at that internship? Like, what was your best like your favorite day or your favorite moment or whatever it is? Like, like what was the best thing that the best thing about that internship? Let me ask you that. Camera op. Well, uh, what, did you do it for the uh, uh, the 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 little the outlet? band? That little like uh, guitarist type of. Group that yeah. like the the Hawaiian oh, ones. Oh, the will and the want. The oh will and the man, is that, it? that was fun. Okay, cool. That yeah. was probably one the best part because I was operating the camera. Yeah, and uh, I was also on one of the uh, the live broadcast yeah, cameras, yeah. and uh, that was the highlight right yeah. there. That was definitely my favorite. Now, part. Is that when you? It, but now, question two. Now, when you went to Fremont East, is that when you're like, "Fuck it, I want to do filmmaking." Yes. Okay. That's exactly it. Fremont East was the one that. Yeah, I I I'll, I'll say it uh, the brain the brain the brainchild of that. Yeah. was definitely Fremont East. Interesting. Now, that's now, that's what that's oh that's what sealed the deal. It's it gave it the kiss of death and that was Fremont yeah. East Studios. I will say this though, uh, when I was in Fremont East, though, yeah. I did not know shit about film. Well, you learned, right? Yes. I I learned a lot from there. I'll, yeah, you I'll did. say that. Yeah. And but I didn't know shit. I came in not knowing shit. I just knew audio. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, all the stuff that I did before was, yeah. like, consumer-grade stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's what's great about having an internship, though, too. You learn so much. Oh, yeah. And even, like, a production studio in general, you you, you don't – you you can tie yourself down to a Especially a if you're field. as passionate as oh, I was oh, yeah. at that time. Well, yeah, because anyone I was, with a passion will learn, wants yeah, to learn. Yeah, yeah. Because the the biggest thing is I soaked everything like a sponge. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you, I, I I took everything in. Like you did. if you were as because there I I've I've met people that were that that aren't passionate. Yeah. That go into these things and they don't care. Yeah. It's really sad. Uh, yeah. And because because I'm like, dude, you don't feel you don't see what I'm seeing. Like yeah. The, like there, I think there was one kid like that that was also an internship here. There, uh, there was someone else. I remember. Interesting. I don't remember. I, I honestly, the only he was another guy I was helping out. Basically, he wasn't always there like I was, but he was helping out a little bit. I can't remember, but uh, basically, he was there. He was helping out with mm. like the camera op. And okay, all that. but uh, yeah, there's only four interns I remember. You, Meredith, Meredith yeah, uh, and Is- I knew her, I- Isla. Right? Uh, I can't. Oh my God, I'm saying her name. Probably I'm butchering her name. And then uh, Andrew, uh, who did motion graphics. Okay. Yeah, and uh, basically, uh, yeah, uh, it just felt like that guy was just not as, he didn't care as much. Yeah. I was like, and it was kind of like eating me a little bit. I was like, I was like, dude, uh, you don't feel for this? This is yeah. like, this is cool, dude. This yeah. is, and I think that's what, what was the difference. I noticed the difference from there. Yeah. It's because I soaked everything in because I loved what I saw. Mm-hmm. I loved everything I was seeing. Yeah, and yeah. like I said earlier, you were... Uh, wide eye and bushy tailed. Yeah, I think that's the correct. I I, I I loved every single moment of that. Yeah, that you place. you enjoy. I could see on your face every day. Every time I saw you, you were excited to be there. Yeah, and it was it was it was it, it was nice to have someone who, when people are excited to be there, you're excited to be there as well. Yeah. So it 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 does it does also um you know make add to that add yeah. to yeah add yeah. to it yeah. So okay, so post free money studios, what happened? That's when I did research. Okay, so I have uh, here's the thing. 
uh, I don't know my my mom uh, and my my girlfriend at the time, uh, who was like basically my mother, my mother's child, basically. Mm. Um, uh, she even your, said your child's mother. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I meant. <laughs> Did I really say that wrong? You said your mother's child. Sorry, so it's okay. It's, it's late. That's totally yeah. It's okay. It Mark had a long day, folks. Yeah, yeah. I think um, he deserves this actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, but basically, uh, uh, at the time she uh, yeah. she even she told me I had this very uh, rare. Um, kind of personality. Yeah, where I like to at no at to all ends meet, mm-hmm. um, reach a goal. Okay, and actually really go for it. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, I research like crazy. I mean, I research. Once I what get did my you research, I research everything about filmmaking as much as I could. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, who, who, I I tried soaking everything in. It took me six months. Wow, that's great. To learn as much as I can about a camera. Wow. Yeah. You went hardcore detail. Yeah, and th- that's where uh, why I was explaining it. She yeah. told me that I, uh, for that six months, mm-hmm. I was literally uh, religiously, like reading about anything camera, mm-hmm. and even stuff that I didn't understand at YouTube. Yeah. I I, I look up articles. Yeah, yeah. And everything yep. about it. And Great. that's when I learned about like dynamic range yep. and everything like that. So at that point, I I felt like I was at at an uh, I would say a comfortable a uh, state where I could say like I I understand yeah what to do now, but I didn't have enough experience to do what what to do with the knowledge I had with it. Yeah, it felt like I just went through college again, but in a six month variance of really soaking myself yeah. in. And this was before I had my kid too. Okay. So I had a lot of time. Okay. Yeah, because if if I had my son at the yeah. time, I probably wouldn't have been able to do what I gotcha. did. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it would be probably impossible. Wow. Yeah, I was it was I was that gross. I'm not gonna lie, folks. Too by the way, like people ask me questions, I have to go to Mark sometimes to ask him questions because <laughs> I don't know sometimes. Like he he know like. He does soak up shit, and like I, like I said, I have to ask him sometimes, and we get into heat debates about cameras and it's shit. It's a curse, but honestly. It, 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 but it's it's nice to have someone who's knowledgeable as well, so I can learn more knowledge. So it's it, I'm not doing Mark's horn, but I'm being honest about what I say. I'm I'm never gonna lie to you guys, but that's the honest truth. Um, so yeah, you so six months took you to soak all that shit in. Now yeah, did you do about any, six months? Now did you, you do? Know what I mean. Now what were you doing during those six months? Were you also doing like projects? Were you trying to get on people's? Uh, you, did you do any film sets? No, no. Uh, it was just purely research. Just purely research. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of. It's kind of bad to do that. I know yeah. because uh, experience is exactly where you learn from yeah. your mistakes and all that. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, when I did go in and try to do something for yeah. the first time ever, yeah, um, it was terrible. Well, it, uh, hey, you yeah. learn, right? You, yeah, you really learned from now, that. Now, what was that first thing that you did that at post six months? It was a small little, uh, um, a little skit that yeah. I was doing with a friend. Okay. Um, what did you learn from that? Um, lighting. I was mm. not. I was so far away from lighting. Yeah. So I didn't do enough research on lighting. So I learned everything about the camera. Yeah. I learned everything about specs of cameras. Yeah, yeah. And how far it goes, even up to dynamic range, yeah, yeah. and knowing like, uh, uh, knowing like what, how far like each camera is able to uh, mm-hmm. contend with like uh, yeah, exposure yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But the problem was when knowing about ex- well, there's one thing about knowing exposure. Yeah. There's one thing to know about knowing like aperture and shutter speed. Yeah. But if you don't know like how to use a light <laughs> properly, you're screwed. You're fucked. Yeah. That whole well, set 
is gone. You have no control. Mm-hmm. Your 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 framings. Your 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 uh, uh, every shot you're making looks like shit. Yeah, it, it's bold. it's terrible. I'm not gonna lie. I, have to agree. I agree with you because as as even as a college student who went to like a art school and doing art yeah, projects yeah, and yeah. like uh, shit like that, lighting was that's everyone's problem. It's in college. It's everything. As a filmmaker. It's it's honestly everything. It's everything about your thing. So if you're if you're if you're new to um, in filmmaking in general, lighting is, is exactly the first thing you should learn. Yeah, and I think that probably is the first thing you learn because I because think cameras. Yeah, I'll say this right now: doing what I did, learning yeah. about cameras, it's cool. It's yeah. great. It makes you knowledgeable, but man, it does not make you any better than anybody else you know what i'm not gonna lie i think i missed the class on three-point lighting or i went to it i didn't pay attention because i had three-hour classes sorry mom and dad but (laughs) um confessions confessions um i hey i went i might not pay fully attention but we learned just three-point lighting and you know what i still don't like three-point lighting. i feel like that is like being, I get it. In, uh, being now in the experience field of what I am, and being on set, and being on, like just in general having more experience, lighting is not three points. It's, no, it's not. It's, it's never not. three points. It's one it's, point. It's two. It's it's five. It could be twenty. It could it's, be. It, but it's sources. definitely a starting guide. It I'd is. Say that. It, it, yeah, it can be a starting guide. But at the same time, if let, let's take this room for example, right? Okay. We're in this room. We're lighting you. I'm not going to three point light the room. No, no, no. You know what I mean? I do. I do have to say though. Uh, if you're outside, maybe you'll three point light it. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. you know, I I will say though the one thing I've learned that's uh, that would help a lot of people yeah. in their first time definitely is overhead lighting. Overhead lighting, yes. Or you know yeah. what? Do bounce lighting onto the ceiling. Yep, that's that, great. Like that, if I, I sorry you can't see this, but yeah. where John is right now, he has a light over him. Yeah, and it's perfect. That's exactly what you need and all that. Of course, you if you soften yeah. it up. But this is with diffuser. This yeah. is on a different level. This. Even even to in even light in general. What I learned and this saved me a lot for right. a lot of stuff like the Kai's thing that we're doing. And yeah, yeah, the poet. I just shot that my six hundred that LED that I have uh-huh. up to this up to the ceiling just to get a nice spread. just for a bounce. Ba- so yeah. here's a tip, filmmakers, uh, if you're, especially indie filmmakers and college students, if you have like um, any light, bounce it to the sky. It's going to give you a nice spread. Yes. Uh, any, any, and it, it usually it's the best to have it like a very light surface. Yeah. Because uh, it's supposed to bounce. Yeah. And it's supposed to add, ask, add a diffuser, like yeah. a type of diffuser that's supposed to get a, give a, let away from the harsh lighting. Yeah. Just put and gives you a roundish look to uh, to a, a soft look. Yeah. But also around it goes around the hard edges because in some cases if you have a light that yeah. directly towards your skin, you can see shines. Yeah. Uh, hard shadows, yeah, yeah, and 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 it cuts through. It makes it look like a a, a jaggedy edge yeah. of of shadow that's hitting on the side of your face and all that. While if you have like a, a diffuse light, mm-hmm. it it rolls off the to the uh, to the sides of your face, it gives gotcha. you a roundish look, and it's more soft and mm-hmm. it's less of the uh, harshness. Uh, like yeah, the harshness of like the whitish uh, yeah, that, uh, uh, shine that, that you get off of your highlight. skin. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very unflattering to yeah. look. So yeah, I, I have to agree with that. That's a really and, good. And uh, you learn so okay, so you learn about cameras, and then you realize shit. I need to know how to light now. Yes. So did you do another six months of research, or you did less time? Yes. So I did do some research about lighting. Okay. Uh, the issue is, <clears throat> I, and this is like I said, it's curse. Yeah. Where I research, but I don't do. 
You don't follow uh, through. I don't. I don't uh, do practical. Okay. So I st- I do research. I learn a lot about lighting. So you're all theory, no practice, really. Yes, that's exactly. So I have a gift of of knowledge. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I I'm exactly what book smart would be. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said, all theory, no practice. Yeah, and, uh, and I always tell you that you have to practice, no theory. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's okay. So you learn that, then now now your second shoot, I guess after the whole like you learn about lighting, now you go on. Have you do you go back on sets? You like go on set. What happened now? Yeah. So uh, then after that, I actually took a job. Okay. Uh, as uh, after this is after Fremont and all. Was this that, Chippendales? Yeah. Yes, this is I, when sorry, I actually I, I, got chipping. I kind of like just blew your like fucking story on that, but yeah, I was sorry. I was a dancer. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I never went to Chippendales, so I don't know if you actually did dance. You might have. I don't know you. Uh, 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 well, you, you, you were there. No, I was never there. I, I only go to Magic Mike. <laughs> Or uh, what, there's OG, a show on that. I think. Or OGs? Is it OGs? Is that the other one? That's I, I'm not. No, it was it was like the Australian one. Oh, the, uh, that, Thunder, Thunder Down, Down Under. Thunder. <laughs> I, dude, I always tell. I say this as a joke, but I'm kind of serious at the same time. <laughs> if I ever fail in anything, I'm gonna just get a six pack and be a Thunder from Down Under like <laughs> guy. Or like I get the long hair too. I don't need the long hair. I need to shave my head because I'm going bald. But that's, okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so Chippendales. So uh, I took a job. Well, it was before Chippendales. Yeah, uh, I went for one of those audiovisual yeah. type of. Uh, um, so you weren't doing any set stuff, like just in, on the freelancer side. Yeah, I was basically just. Uh, well, I did a little bit of that. Yeah, I did my own kind of thing, actually. So did you learn your own thing? Like you know, what I mean, yes. Like, okay, so you mm. you were progressively getting obviously yes. better. That was getting better and better. Yeah. I do have some clips of that. It yeah. was all in 1080p and all that off of Canon camera. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I did some stuff with that. Also, I've been also working as a visual, uh, an audiovisual kind of. Was uh, that off the T3i, really? by the way? Sorry, I'm going to yes. cut you off. All right. And so you want to know a fun fact that I learned from someone? Yes. That 1080p is, was a lie. No, is it, it is. It's still 1080p. It's just. Uh, um, the sensor within uh, the it was a 720, so you're, it's t- a, you're getting a little higher than a 720 or something like that. They said uh, no, it's more like it's a it's a it's it's okay. It's H two six four. Oh yeah, but that, it's it. not about the codec. It's about like what the sensor was giving it back to. It was just right, up, right, right. It was just a really technically an up res 720. They said yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's it's it was it's, never fully it was never fuller. HD. Right, 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 it was like right. it was a lie. Whatever they tell yeah, you. but it, it was also they did that for another reason too. It's to get away from a uh, 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 major sharpness. Interesting. Uh, 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 defect that's uh, that goes on with a <laughs> lot of cameras. Like Panasonic is very known yeah. for one of them. Okay. Uh, uh, like the GH4, GH5, yeah. and all that. They have very sharp sharpness. Yeah. Well, you can always uh, turn down the sharpness yeah, too yeah, on the yeah. cameras. But but uh, basically Canon what the reason why they did that for their sensor yeah. is uh to get away from that sharpness so that you can actually add your own sharpness to their looks, which gives it a certain look to it. And that's gotcha. why and that's why uh there there's a reason why that can those Canon cameras are actually doing really well. Um and yeah, it does look like 720ish yeah, yeah. and stuff, but once you put that uh that sharpness, sharpness on this, it actually makes it look 1080. Not a lot of people do it though. 
Interesting. They don't put sharpness on their uh, uh, on their cannon stuff. I don't really touch the sharpness that much. You know, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. See, and that's why it looks like that in some ways. Yeah. I use the black magic now, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. So you don't really need to care about that or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. You you just shoot on the spot. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, okay, so sorry. Uh, going back to the Chippendales. Yeah. So uh, basically, I uh, when I did the audio visual job, I basically mm. like move stuff, like yeah, make yeah. stages and stuff like that. Um. What uh, during that job, uh, I I worked as an audio technician okay. uh, for Chippendales. Uh, which is to show off Rio, yeah, and basically with uh, you know the naked dudes and all that, and with with the with with, with the chicks everywhere. Mm-hmm. That was like, ah! did you ever think about second guessing yourself and going, I should just do this instead? Like, honest, honest, honest. Yeah, no, the, no, 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 no. should be a I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest, dude. Those guys are stupid as fuck. No, you could be the smart one. No, <laughs> brains and beauty. Okay. Oh, he reversed that guy. See what I did? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, uh, when uh, I, I did a lot of the audio, yeah. and actually that made me uh, become like an audio kind of guy again. Yeah. Uh, because I had a boss that talked a lot about the audio. So did you kind of did, did anything repress where it's like I'm not going to really focus on video anymore? I'm going to just stay with audio again. Like, no, I, I still want oh, okay. film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was just wondering because you know, like, no, like, no, no, you're fine. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, uh, like, no, 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 it's gone. Yeah, <laughs> Audio's gone. Audio. Dude. <laughs> I'm full time fucking it's, filmmaker. It, yeah, it, it, it left. It left alone. It fucking chat. walked out of my brain. <laughs> It moonwalked the fuck out of here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, the minute like I, uh, I I went to the audio field for that, um, I I never left me. Mm-hmm. The 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 audio itself never left me. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely like one of those moments where I was just like, this is like hardwired in my brain. Like I'm 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 messing with faders. I'm doing yeah, like yeah. all this stuff and yeah. all that. And uh, it was just. Uh, and I was just like, wow, I'm not losing anything of my uh, yeah. of what I know about this stuff and all mm-hmm. that. Now, it was a very easy job, though. Yeah. Um, even a monkey can do it, I can be honest. Well, yeah. that's, I mean, that's a nice plus, at least. So you're yeah. not like doing anything technically because crazy. Here's, here's what I did. Uh, I you're don't know what? if I'll get in trouble if Rio ever finds <laughs> out about this. But, you know, I don't give a fuck, you know. Well, let's not, let's not talk about it then if you don't want to get in trouble about it. Okay, okay. All right, we'll just skip that. Whatever. Well, I was going to tell my routine. Oh, well, then yeah. no, I think that's fine. Then don't tell okay. your routine. I'm kind of curious. Okay. So basically, uh, what the whole gist of it is that yeah. everything's already set up. There's already a set show. You don't show. work there anymore, so yeah, you can yeah. tell. Yeah. There's already a set show yeah. made. It was made by this thing called uh, Q... Uh, Q set or Q Q show set. Okay. Something like that. It's a, it's a, it's a, a Mac program. Uh, but basically uh, it's already set with like certain cues and music yeah. and all that with the show's name. So then really, why are you complaining? Why were you complaining about that earlier? Uh, well, <laughs> no, no, I, because this is their, this oh. is their process. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but basically uh, my routine, usually whenever I came into work was yeah. I turn on, I, uh, I replace microphone uh, batteries Okay. I turn on power amps. Okay. I turn on the mixer. Boom. There's already set fader mm-hmm. uh, on the faders of the yeah. mixer that we use. There's already set volumes of where everything Perfect. needs to be at. Easy. Um, and then there was a list that I had to write down mm-hmm. of like what I should do. And you just keep pressing space bar oh. to play this each that's, part of the show. That, that's pretty easy. That's pretty yeah. simple. And at least, you know what? It, it doesn't stress you out too. Yeah. So. And uh, so... I'm there for four hours. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Five hours. Yeah. Uh, that that process only takes 30 minutes. Wow. 
to do all of what I just told you. It only takes 30 minutes. The rest of the time. You're just sitting back sitting and relaxing and just pressing the space bar. I'm just sitting there. Oh. Until the next, till the show starts. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. And the last two hours is when I actually do all this. Did you stuff. at least have a burger in between time? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Uh, there's like an SDR that, oh, uh, okay, cool. that we go. And then yeah, we, yeah. Just, uh, we just eat there and that's then we come back. And then cool. I just sit there the yeah. whole time on my phone. Nice. It was, oh. uh, it was a very laid back uh, thing. And it was really good. I got paid 27 an hour for that. Not too shabby, happy. Yeah, that was a really good pay. Nice. Yeah, and that was like my first... Uh, really, really good job. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, everything didn't work out from there. Uh, yeah, like after like two years of being there, uh, I got laid off. But uh, it, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Uh, and that was during one of the sets of Murder for Dummies. Yes, that, that was. Happened. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I that mean, was yeah. depressing as hell. That was a really sad day actually because <laughs> yeah. we all felt bad for you. Because <laughs> you were like, yeah. I gotta leave. I quit. I quit. Fire. Like, oh shit. Like, damn. Like, uh, yeah. It was. It was. That that was unexpected. Now, was now, okay, so you did, okay, so you did that, and then now between Murder for Dummies to, um, from between Chippendales and Murder for Dummies, did you do anything else? Yes, uh, I was still doing my own films, yeah. like my else. Uh, I did uh, before Murder for Dummies. Mm-hmm. I actually filmed uh, uh, what I was planning to create, uh, and I'm still planning to create it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a trailer for. Uh, uh, where it lies. Yes. It's basically a trailer about like an entity. And I already told, uh, I already got a, like uh, a gist of the script. Yeah, yeah. And I told it to you. Yeah. And, uh, and but I don't think our viewers version. know it. So if you want to yeah. tell them a short, short plot line or a synopsis real quick. Uh, it's all about the, well, I'll let you know. It's all about the characters. Okay. Really. Um, it's almost like a thriller more than a horror film. Okay. Now so that I think about it. Is it like psychological thriller? You yeah, it's a like very psychological, it's, it's very psychological mm-hmm. based on the, on the area it's within basically. Gotcha. Uh, it's about, uh, uh well, I'll, I'll try to be as, as brief as I could be yeah. about it. Basically, uh, there are three guys. Mm-hmm. They all have three different perspectives of yep. the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And where, and when you take all three of those perspectives together, and, and it makes the whole movie basically, cool. but it's basically an entity that took a, a childhood friend uh, away in in the disappearance when they were all children, and basically they uh, they face it they face this entity later on as adults uh, head on uh, to get closure about a certain uh, thing. So does it kind of have an it vibe a little bit? Uh, it's no, it's not exactly like it at all. Oh, well, I'm not saying like it. It, 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 it has vibe. elements of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like of course the childhood thing. Yeah, yeah. That's and what then I'm the, the comeback of yeah, the, like yeah. the adults. Yeah, cool. Um, but uh, if anything, uh, what what it, what I can really associate it with closely to mm-hmm. is kind of like the Blair Witch Project kind okay. of feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a. Tra- I'm gonna try to put the trailer in the description, folks, uh, for where where it lies. Right. Yes. Yes. Sorry if I. But I want. No, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. But I'm gonna put a trailer. It's really good, guys. It's really fascinating. I really hope Mark makes it one day. To be honest, yeah, because um, I, I told him like uh, I told him like uh, in, in great detail what it's really about, even like the ending and everything. Yeah, everything is really good about the the idea, and hopefully one day we'll be able to make it. It would yeah. be really fun to make. He, he, I, I, I told him I want him to be my DP for that. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So that okay, way. so we get to where it lies. Yes, and then now. Okay, so how I got Mark on Murder for Dummies. So I called him up because we need a sound guy. And Mark's a sound guy, obviously. So 
got him on set, and that's, he did a sound for us on Murder for Dummies. Mm-hmm. And during that time, now, how did you get into coloring again? Now, tell us that story, because that's how, it's a very yeah, fascinating. Yeah, so this is the base, yeah, this this is is let's where, go to the main one. So, uh, we were uh, doing Murder for Dummies. I was doing sound. I mm-hmm. messed up on a few of them, but yeah. there were some really good ones that we did, too, yeah. with, with when I did it. Um, but basically, we, uh, when we finished the sound uh, part about everything, uh, there was like a six month, a six to eight month, uh, uh, like in the dead time it. between Murder for Dummies yeah. and then the, uh, the, the post production. Yeah. yeah, well, that was a long time because we finished in we wrapped i think in november maybe yes, yeah, yeah. but we also i think we did some pickup shots and like it was it was funny cuz i came in as a as a, a replacement for a guy uh yeah cuz uh, uh jo- i think the guy the, the guy's name was the johnny guy, yeah yeah he couldn't make it oh you know why cuz we used him for the first few weeks i think wait i think wow man I'm, my mind's kind of blanking on I this i kind of became the official like you came in the second. You came like the 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 other guy of the sound guys. Yeah, I think it was more pickup. I don't shit. I'm like blanking out. When did we do those? I don't remember. I, it, I all I know is that uh, I became the replacement. Basically. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you I know did it was everything else. Week yeah. one, he could make it, but week two, I think you had it. You were doing it, and then you became everything else after that. Yeah. We yeah. Used you. So, so yeah. That I, was, yeah. I became like the main guy yeah, all you, of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was a weird, it, not a weird thing, but like we tried to film, film it in two weeks and then we had to do pickup shots and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was some long shoot days too. Holy oh, God. yeah, they were really long. Wait, I'm going to get Brian and Alfredo on the podcast or just them separately most likely. Yeah, talk about Murder for Dummies. Yeah, and Kelly too. Great, I'm going to get yeah. them all three on this podcast. You better put that as live stream if anything. Oh, or like, like I'm uh, going to do that. Yeah. We're going to record that one. But, like uh, a video one. Too. Oh, that's going to be funny because we I, we have stories, man. I don't know. Do, I, do you remember the story I told you? You told me a few of them, yeah. Yeah, the one where I had shit really bad. Them. Didn't yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you did tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, and that was actually yeah, the premiere too. I think we talked about that too. <laughs> I do remember that one. So I, I'm gonna tell the story now. I'll probably tell it again because it's a funny one. But so I know this podcast is all about Mark, but we have to, I think we have to tell the story. Okay, I, okay, I, go ahead. Go so ahead. during the first week of Murder for Dummies, um, we had a night shoot, a midnight shoot, I think. And basically, what happened was. We start at 12. So they, hey, you want anything? You want coffee? I'm like, I'll drink coffee. I'll get hot chocolate. So I like a hot chocolate. I mean, keep me up. You know, it's so cold. bad, by the way. So it, it is bad. And don't have it past 12 o'clock because my yes. fucking stomach was going curdled. So we're shooting at this train tracks in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, we're only supposed to shoot only for a few hours, not for like till four in the morning. And so I'm trying, like, around two o'clock, my stomach starts going like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is not good. This is not. Oh, actually, it's around three o'clock. So I'm trying to hurry everyone up because one, we're lose, we're gonna start losing light around four yeah, thirty, yeah, yeah. maybe four or five. The sun's gonna start coming up, and I'm like, we don't want that to happen. And and then on top of that, I have to shit really badly. I to, like, <laughs> it was like starting to come, and I know it's like one of those things where you know you have to like shit, and it's slowly creeping up on you, where you know you have like about this is the amount of time I have left. I have to get this all done. I can rush home. And I'm, yeah, so basically, I'm trying to hurry their asses up because I'm like, guy, is using the excuse of guys, the sun's gonna come up soon, which <laughs> it's true too. And so, uh, as soon as that's done, I rush out like a bat out of hell, and I go home and take the like the gnarliest shit of my life, and that's the story. <laughs> I'll tell more detail probably about it on another episode, yeah, but, okay, but, yeah, but yeah. that's the gist of that story right there. 
So okay, so there's juicy other stuff, including like the the other people like going, you okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone and no one knew about that actually until like I told them about the like the date a week before the premiere. They I, I never told them that story. So, um, yeah. So as we do murder for dummies, we have that long period of trying because the thing was they were trying to find remember they were trying to find someone to edit the film. Yeah. Right? So I didn't, that's, I didn't know anything about <laughs> yeah. that. That was the funniest thing because I was in the dark for a while. Well, yeah. And, but but because they were doing their other stuff, for yeah, it, yeah. We were just trying to find the like we had an editor, uh, so they had really an editor work, didn't might, work out, and then yeah. and then they found then another editor. End up, they had they had to end up editing themselves or Brian did. Yeah, because they found another editor and he did like a few things and Brian. And then what happened was like I think Brian had to like you know I I didn't really want to edit the film to be honest because I just didn't want like just keep in mind guys I know that we uh we're we're like talking about like some some negative things about like uh what happened at murder for Dummy I mean it's not negative it's just it's more about their experience it's a little it's in some cases it was a little bit uh it sounds a little bit negative but 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 if anything dude this this uh this movie was uh this pretty movie was, fun we had a make. lot of fun i had a lot of fun it's, making it it's definitely a pretty good movie too it's a really it's a really good movie i'm gonna yeah. say i was like, and we're trying to make it a feature it's, right now yeah, we're working on getting funding for a feature film yeah of it, because which, i was i was i mean uh, there's some quirks of course but yeah. like but it's definitely one of the uh, I would say I'm. We're proud of that film. Yeah, I'm very proud. We're, of that. we're very That's, proud of like that, what we what we yeah. help make. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I think it's one of those films. Yeah, it's honestly some of the shots in that film that I did. I'm very happy with. Remember, you asked me. Uh, uh, I think you asked me right about if anything I regret in filmmaking or anything I like feel accomplished about that movie. I feel really yes. accomplished about. I, I have to. I, I have to put that as one of my uh, yeah. successfuls. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't have many successes. I don't have many failures. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's just in general, I feel very happy about that movie overall. Yeah. And you tell me, like, I can tell you what what shots I like the best. I like them all. I think that's why we're talking about it mostly, and yeah. not the other stuff because it's definitely it's it, it's the memorable stuff that you know it too. And plus, it's also your first film that you color graded yes. after learning Da Vinci, right? So I'm I, again, I kind of spoiled the surprise. Yeah. But like, explain what made you get into. That. We, we're getting off tangents, but like again, you 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 we had that layoff. Of not really doing anything with Murph or Dummies. Yeah, yeah. And and weren't you learning that time that, period? Yeah, talk about that. That time period when they were looking for an editor, I yeah. actually uh I actually uh told John and I was like it was this was funny because I uh I was like looking at a lot of films during that time because yeah. I, I felt like what we did at Murder for Dummies was super was exactly something I was I, I yeah. cherished and that was yeah. fun. And I was like, I wanted more. Yeah. And I watched a lot of movies that were based upon like heavy, heavily in color. Yeah, and I've noticed them, and especially like, and it's also Man of Steel as yeah. well. Man, when I saw Man of Steel, I saw it was lacking color. Yeah, it was. Lot. Have you ever seen that science video with the color? Yeah, they, yeah. okay, yeah. And basically, uh, uh, that's actually the video that actually got me to think about it. Gotcha, that's cool. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, Matrix and that. Yeah, in, in so reality. so the Man of Steel, uh, c- the color science mm-hmm. one that yeah. they released, where they added the color for for Man of Steel and how it changes emotion, I that was actually what kind of triggered me to like look into color more, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it came to also uh, when I watched the Matrix over again. Yeah, and I was just like thinking to myself, like this. This is interesting. I never thought about this for a minute. Yeah. And then when I saw the Matrix again, that's when it's triggered. And I was like, I, I text, I text John. Yeah. Uh, randomly. Was it a text or a call? 
No, it was a text. Okay, it was a text. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Uh, and and uh, I uh, I I, t- I text him and I go I text you. Yeah. And I'm just like I'm just like oh man like this this I I got an itch I got I got yeah. I got like send this to him man. Yeah. And I was like I was like dude I'm gonna be a colorist. What was my response? Do you remember my I I I'm sorry. I was I, like oh cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> like what a fucking dick fucking. Text. I don't mean to be a dick about it, but at the same time I have so much shit going on. Like I can't remember. Yeah, it, but really, see yeah. the, again I'm gonna talk about. We're going back to that whole passion thing Mark remembering certain moments in your life You remember them You have very high passion for it That's another moment in his life that he's very passionate about yeah. Again that's what makes him very awesome To be a film like, That's what makes you a great filmmaker Not a great, film- well, not a great filmmaker I say. Just a passionate filmmaker yeah. who's, who's excited about his craft And loves his craft I should say Yeah. So, And that's Mark he's, he's rem- He remembers the Matrix right? You remember Man Steals the Color thing You remember the text that you sent me yeah. You know I mean, you remember my response. Oh yeah, Think I, about I that. remember my first. You, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, you remember every I step that remember led. Remember my first beer. <laughs> okay, Bull Farrell, calm down. <laughs> But no, it, it, like think about it. I don't remember that. You know what I mean? I don't like the, the, I mean that, Really? That you don't remember like your first time that you pick up a camera and you No, I remember that. I'm saying like oh, I that, get, that, yeah, that. but I'm I'm saying for you like I don't remember our conversation though. I'm saying oh, that's that's what I'm trying right. to get. Like not that I'm trying to be rude oh, about yeah. it. Oh or yeah. Anything. You, you did. You did say okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean I mean yeah, it was you know what I mean? Like he remembers I that. Took that yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay. I had that little, uh, um, that little moment from like Key and Peele. Yeah. Where he's like, okay, fuck. <laughs> I had that whole entire fucking thing in my mind. I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Okay. This motherfucker. <laughs> oh. so, yeah. It's, it's, it's these moments. It's like those little moments that people remember that, you know, will recall their, Driving passion for something, I think too. Right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and after that, uh, I actually found a class. Uh, my friend, by the way, about the okay cool thing. Who's the one who got you to be a colorist on Murphy Dummies, asshole? Okay, okay, fair <laughs> so, enough. Okay, fair cool, enough. fair enough. Okay, I remembered. <laughs> I remember. um, so uh, after that, I yeah. uh, I um, uh, I had a friend I yeah. met a long time ago uh, during one of my uh, my own film yeah. days, my own film days which I man I kind of miss doing all that stuff now mm-hmm. I think about it we're thinking about doing it though yeah uh, skits yeah, yeah. Like um, but uh, basically uh, he he told me that there was this website with uh, this guy named Denver Riddle yeah I remember that yeah and Denver Riddle did a lot of stuff with Nike Fortune fi- uh, yeah. uh, 5,000 companies. 500, 500, 500 companies. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, but he did a lot of stuff for a lot of commercials and yeah. stuff. And uh, basically, he did. He had this thing called uh, Color Grading Central. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, which is actually pretty famous now, uh, apparently. It it's, is famous. It's all, all over the internet. You know what's funny? It, it's funny that you say Denver Riddle because... That's how I got into like I mean I knew about Da Vinci yeah yeah but I found his videos on YouTube yeah he's he's very famous for yeah. his uh, his color grading and especially that Da Vinci Nine where he's like okay guys now I'm gonna show you this with the pet and he has yeah. the, the, <laughs> and he yeah he has he's he's like one of the greatest teachers I've ever seen yeah he, in in that in that category he has a really good um he I, he explains really well yeah from he, the videos very I saw. detailed too very detailed and it's exactly how I look at things yeah. like that's. It's exactly like because I look everything in structure. Yeah. Like I look at everything like uh, individually in structure, and if I don't understand like the smallest thing mm-hmm. too, like because I I don't even leave out the smallest things about yeah. things. There are there are times where uh, a lot of people like to learn stuff. Yeah. But they they took out they take out the most smallest uh, yeah. like uh, details and they 
push it aside because they don't feel like it's very uh, uh, important in some ways. Understandable. Uh, now, now, question here, side tangent again. So, would you be you remember, you remember that uh, in school when you had that one assignment where it was like, "Hey, describe how you make like or tell the instructions of how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich." Okay. Were you that guy who would like go really into detail, like? First, I walk, could be. You could be. So okay. I could be. So you yes. would be that guy who's like, I'm. First, you walk to the kitchen. Like I would open, put step by step instructions. Would, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. Yeah. That's that's that, that's. I smart. could be that person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So basically, yeah. If you tell me something like in small detail, but yeah. push it aside for a little bit, yeah. I will go out of my way to actually learn everything about that small detail. Interesting. Just so that I know it, and I think that's why I, I I'm very uh I'm very knowledgeable about yeah. like cameras and, and you're very stuff detail like oriented too. Yeah, I, I I just love details because if I know that details, I can go back mm. to whatever ca- construction. Uh, in this case, like in audio, it's called signal flow yeah. for like a lot of stuff. I can actually go from the beginning source and move up to see what's the cause of a problem. For instance, interesting. So, and that's how I always look at it. So if I know the details of something, I could go back to, go, well, this does this, this does this. And I could yeah. be like, be like, oh, that's the source of the problem kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, uh, it's almost like you're going through theory, but yeah. you understand that theory to a point where yeah. you can, you can pinpoint an issue. Yeah. Really quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, that's, so, uh, so when I, when I saw how he does it, mm-hmm. he explains it in very detail like that yeah. with, uh, coloring. And I was like, okay. I think I'm going to do this. So I, I went into, he had this special class where basically uh, it's a live stream class mm-hmm. where he basically have like a group of people uh, come into this live stream with invitations and yeah. it's only a limited amount of invitations. And I got really in pretty yeah. quickly. I went through that and he actually offered uh, a full course on DaVinci Resolve. Wow. Um, uh, for DaVinci Resolve 13, I believe. Yeah. At the time. Um, and basically, when he did DaVinci Resolve 13, uh, he offered it as a monthly payments mm-hmm. and all that. It was a total of about, uh, um, about uh, I believe it's $1,300 uh, altogether mm-hmm. for the whole thing, which not is bad. not bad at not all. Not bad at all. Yeah. And it was like uh, it was supposed to be like a, a four week course. Yeah. Overall. Yes, I remember. You, I remember you doing. I remember. If I'm not mistaken, memory serves me correct. You were still doing those classes. While, While you were, we were doing coloring Murph for Dummies. Yes. Now, now, uh, Mark probably came came into Murph for Dummies around May for the post. October. No, no, no. I'm talking about post production. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, po- yeah was yeah. it a- a late April, early May? Yeah. Because we. <laughs> oh, funny but, memories. We I remember we had a due date by like June. Oh my god, so, dude. Let's, uh, let's not go <laughs> let's there. Let's not go there. But, but also, Mark shot himself in the foot because I, I I like to bring this up because Mark did this to himself and I told oh, him. Oh no! You're gonna tell them. He learned a valuable lesson. Let's just say, <laughs> no, never don't over tell him, extend don't. yourself. That's all I'm gonna say. He did the audio and he did the color grading, which the uh, like the thing was to bless Mark's heart. <laughs> he had to come to my place at nighttime after. Work, uh, after everything. his job also Or after my job When if he was off And after everything he had to do And color grade And color grading is a very tedious process It's and you're, incredibly tedious like, And especially for a film Audio is worse though Well, well let's, not, let's not get there at first <laughs> But But um, <laughs> but basically like Mark would you be at my house for about like, two or three hours let's say A three day Three or four hours Three or four actually, hours maybe yeah. But still he had a 45 minute film 
and like he had to do it in groups and stuff like that. And also the problem was like not everything was shot on the same day. This, that, and the other thing. So we had to color correct and really detail oh, right. to match everything That's as well. True. On so, top of that, so a lot of the scenes that were yeah. done in this film are in different time schedules, yeah. in different like like uh, lighting. Yeah. Uh, uh, different, uh, like there's differences in lighting, which was hard because at the same time when we were filming that we had either those were reshoots or we had another yeah, day. Yeah, so it's extra work. It's yeah. like a extra t- few steps actually. Yeah, so into the process, and it's uh, it makes it more, it, it makes it longer than it was. How long and did that take you to the color grade that whole thing? Three weeks, right? It, or something like that, or a whole month almost. Almost a month. Yeah. Almost a month to do that, and then. And, but that's uh, almost a month, as in uh, also breaking up. Yeah. The thing is, if if this was uh, a full time thing, yeah, and say if this was if I had all the t- uh, like all the time, it would probably only take me like probably a true four to, four to five days. Wow. Um. Uh. As as a, a dedicated for a short colorist. film or for a full for this whole thing for this four okay, to five minutes. Okay. So if it was one. a feature, then it'd probably take you like what two weeks. Yeah. Okay. And cool. I would finish the coloring. It really. If someone gave and, you th- and at flawless, no problems too. Now, question: If someone gave you three weeks, you could really fucking fine tune that shit, right? Yes. But here's the here's the issue. What's the issue? We had to. I had to drive. I had a job. Yeah. Yeah. He worked. So basically it's broken up into increments of hours. Yeah. Basically. And on top of that too, like, you know, Mark, we get there. He's also a little tired. So, he, you know, yeah. It, it, and, and also about, the, like, the equipment we have is very, uh, is, is very bare older, minimum. Yeah. yeah. If so anything, I didn't have, I, we, I mean, still we didn't have controllers. We don't have we controllers. Have, we don't have all that shit. And like, also my computer's a little older. And we didn't well. have proper lighting for yeah. the coloring so, uh, capabilities. I mean, those are a little like, um, Short. Those are short. Those companies. are for like, yeah, and but those are for like uh, professional co- uh, yeah. coloring we're not, uh, we're studios. Not professionals, yeah. but at the same, well, we are professionals, but at the same time, we don't have the professional. Yeah, facilities we, we have it. the skills, basically. Yeah, yeah. And on top, and you know what, too, and plus on top of that, too, Mark would get off at nine thirty. He has to drive all the way to Henderson. Yeah. Which is where I, when I used to live in Henderson. Yeah. Like, and it, I and I work far. I work, work in Summerlin. He worked in Summerlin, yeah. so that was like a thirty minute drive on top of that. Yeah. So then, and then when he got done with the color, he had to go straight to the audio. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, that's where I shot my foot. Self that's in the foot, where you yeah. shot yourself on the foot. But he learned because what did I tell you, Mark? Yeah, I will never take two jobs at once. That's for sure. With not enough time. With not enough time. <laughs> I seriously took that job, and he's like, "Oh, well, well, just to let you know, we only have two months left in the fucking." <laughs> yeah, it's like we're oh, June twenty first is when we're airing it. Okay, so here's what. Uh, so I don't know if we should continue, so, or should we tell the story at a. a at another podcast, uh, we can. No, we, we're talking about you, man. It's all about you today. So no, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, like, the, because that's a murder for dummies kind well, of. Yeah, thing. Well, yeah, we can talk. Well, I'll talk about Kelly or Brian Alfredo about that too from their side. So like, it's okay, your side so of the it's story. my perspective on yeah. this case. Um, there was some tension. I'll tell you that for yeah, sure. Yeah, there was tension. There was a lot of tension going on, but uh, but you know what? It's a very it, stressful time. I mean, yeah, because we're, we're, we're all just trying to make this work. Yeah, that's and the we thing. all had a hard set date too for it. Yeah, <laughs> which we which we all learned. Which I mean, I knew this already, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. You didn't know it. <laughs> I was trying to tell them. We all had a set date. You were telling us about it for yeah. a long time. And I, no we one, just... See, the thing is, no one listens to me. And then when they when they finally like realize when it's at the last yeah, minute, yeah, and then they're like, and... oh shit, he was right. Yeah, like you know what? I like, think it's because we had like hope. 
Yeah, some but cases, I'm I'm also a pessimist. I'm also a fucking pessimist. Yeah, and I'm like Larry David, so I'm a, I'm a realist too. Yeah, so and I know things like I know like you know like yeah. I'm just thinking like for uh, oversell. What was it? Uh, over over undersell, not undersell. Under promise, over deliver. Yeah, that's that's really what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, and that's that's terrible practices in some cases. Yeah, uh, but uh, so. Um, what happened was, uh, when we were doing murder for dummies and this is when, because I was also finishing coloring at yeah. this point, I officially finished it right in the middle of uh, murder for dummies, yeah. like the, you the did, coloring process, yeah. yeah, which I was already ready. And yeah. you know what, between week three of my actual classes yeah. for it, I was already considered, uh, I, I was confident enough to say I can do yeah. stuff like this already. Yeah. And, uh, the minute we went through it, uh, um, they loved what I was doing. Yeah, it was great stuff. And uh, the shit that I learned in that in that three weeks. Yeah, I think it impressed. I think it impressed you guys a little it, bit. No, it really did because because you were looking at all the tools I was working at. You yeah. guys are just like, whoa! What yeah, the hell is he I, doing? I, I do a basic. I do basic stuff in Vinci. I don't yeah, really yeah. go hardcore into it. But like, just seeing someone do the things that are um that you don't see in color but also the things that you don't know how to use yeah it just really mind open it's like mind like whoa shit no that's what you do with that oh my god like it was really yeah. really cool to see you also um use the skills that you're learning yeah into murder for dummies into coloring that that movie yeah as it was well. a, it was a also learning process yeah. too on so top of that it, it was, was, it was and very it's great uh, experience yeah that. it was great so because I had to be on the fly too, yep. on, the, on top of that. Yep, and, yep, yep. And what, what's crazier about that is like when using my tools, mm-hmm. like the like the biggest tools that I use when coloring. Mm-hmm. Because there are tools that you you a lot of uh, you filmmakers do not usually use mm-hmm. um, in 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 your color correcting and color yeah. grading process. And uh, there are some tools that you don't even know. Like for once, uh, uh, for one, uh, a lot that's used is basically the the color selector. Yeah. A color selector is an individual way it, of. Is that the picker or the? Is that something different? That, it's kind of it's what you could call the picker. Okay. It's the one where uh, you uh, you you could take like the colors of uh, of a certain skin tone, for yeah. instance. You can you can click a. Here's a good example, for instance. Mm. You can uh, with the color selector, you can actually uh, pick out the color of like the skin tone of whoever okay. you have. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, that one. And, yes. and and basically, it can highlight all of that and just isolate everything to that color, mm. which means that you can manipulate it. If and of course, if you soften the mask, because yeah. it's going to turn into like a ter- type of mask mm-hmm. uh which uh just affects that certain color mm-hmm. basically you can you can uh, manipulate that color in, in any way you want mm-hmm. and then of course uh and then there's also scopes not many people use scopes yeah and uh and not many people know how to read scopes either uh, i don't <laughs> but scopes is what makes you get the most accurate colors possible mm-hmm. and then another thing is uh that you uh that's uh this will be a, probably the last one but basically uh there are powerful tools in Re- resolve that were very interesting when i first worked on them uh, and those are the uh um those are the the verses stuff the versus uh, oh like the hue versus yeah there's hue versus hue hue versus saturation hue uh saturation versus uh luminescence and stuff like that and uh, what's those those tools are extremely powerful they're basically like curves like you know the curves that you see on uh on like uh on like a one of your color correction yeah, yeah. Uh, um, things, they're kind of like curves, but they're in a different spectrum. Interesting. And it's supposed to be uh, 
they're the biggest thing about them is that they're very uh isolated versions of the curves like individually meant for each color wow yeah it's it's a very powerful tool i when i first used it i was like whoa this is i've never seen anything like this before it's definitely a game changer yeah and resolve was the only one that had it now final cut has one yeah, they do. They the ten point four has that now. Yeah, because they started. They really updated Final Cut Pro. They, they 10, did. Yeah. I have seen it's, it. It's become it's become one of the best I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, for Final Cut Pro ten. So bravo to uh, Apple. I don't yeah. like Lumetri though. I have to tell you this. I don't like that Lumetri color panel at all in, uh, in Premiere. In Premiere, yes. Yeah. So I have to agree. Uh, I'm not really a fan of it either. Uh, if anything, I would just use a DaVinci, uh, or uh, I would just use like uh, the Magic Bullets yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff on there if I wanted to do because you can't get color finale on on fucking Premiere. And, and you can't get color finale anymore right now because I don't think they have an update for it. Wow, interesting. Because I think until the, until they finally update, well, they have to because they're probably 10. Gonna, ten point four point one or whatever it is that that's different. Denver Riddle's going to come up. Yeah, well, yeah, it's going to take some time because they just yeah. they just do the whole new color uh, yeah. thing as well with that too. And, uh, so I guess so it, uh, on the PC side because you can only use Premiere on yeah. PC now at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, as being the best one, you yeah. know. Well, you still have uh, Magic Bullets for PC as well, then. Yeah, that's Magic Bullets. That's yeah. the one that I would uh, really go for. Or not Magic Bullet Colorista, you mean, right? Because nah. Magic Bullets is more of a grading tool. Colorista is color correction. I guess a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you're on uh, uh, Final Cut Pro, they have awesome color correction and color grading. Uh, um, plugins on there already but if you really want the one that's definitely going to change game changer for it it's definitely uh uh color finale oh color finale on 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 final cut on final cut yeah yeah Yeah, uh, but if you want the ultimate it's definitely still resolved you know i'm not i I don't know about you but um but whenever i do color in premiere or you know do my basic shit i'm not doing marks Mm. like level status stuff Whenever I, I love the look I get from Da Vinci, then I love the look I get in Final Cut. By yeah, Hinkle. because there's better. There's but that look in Premiere just sucks every yeah, time. I feel like I can't I get agree. a good color. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I seen that too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's also depending on the codec too. But uh, well, not just. I mean, I, I, I've done the same thing in the same codec, and it looks it like apples to like oranges to bananas. Okay. Okay. Me. <laughs> yeah, it could be just something yeah. that Premiere has in their in their software or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're known to have some some certain quirks to their things. That's true. Um. Well. Uh. Besides that, uh, getting back to Murder for Dummies. Yeah. Um. So I shot myself in the foot basically. I, I, I end up doing color and uh, audio. Yeah. So the thing is, I f- I did color first. Yeah. Um. What's crazy about the color when I fit when I did it in front of like the the whole group? Yeah, uh, they were in awe the whole yeah. time. They were like, "Whoa, what yeah, is he we doing?" <laughs> He's like, "Whoa, this is cool!" And yeah. then they got all excited, and then eventually got like uh, almost like a, a regular thing. Like yeah. they started like uh, then they started watching movies and stuff and yeah. all that. And basically, it was just it was starting to become like a second nature at that point. Yeah, and. Uh, and once I finished it, oh man, that was a long session. That was a long session because um, the thing is, in coloring, uh, you're coloring based on scenes. Yeah. 
Um, and also the edit for Resolve, because we didn't know how to do the proper way of doing the Resolve yeah, uh, transfer. Yeah, the workflow and all that stuff. Yeah, because now, now, now John and I have a better... Uh, Understanding. And, and, and a better workflow for it now. Yeah. Because we actually, uh, I actually was taught a certain way now for yeah. that. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's going to work better for us. Especially when, you, when you're doing it for your first time, yeah. like in a sense where like you're, you just learn this shit. And I don't use it enough where I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. So especially when, when also, too, the problem was I could do it in Premiere correctly, but Final Cut I always had a problem. And the thing was, like, I'm not knocking Final Cut. There's a few things about Final Cut X that I don't like, Final mm-hmm. Cut 10. But, like, also the project was made in Final Cut X. Yeah, yeah. And if we ever did Murphy, when we do Murphy, let me just say, as a feature, um, we're going to use Premiere. Yes. Uh, well, whoever edits, I'm not. I'm not editing. Whoever's yeah. editing is probably gonna use and uh, and of course, whoever I'm working with for that editing for yeah. coloring, I'm I, I'm definitely going to talk to them yeah. about the workflow. That's a lot better for we, that. We will all get that under wraps, especially yeah. in pre-production. But basically, when uh, so it was a very sloppy session, basically. Yeah. Uh, when it went into resolve. Yeah. Because it was a very because we didn't know the proper variables of mm-hmm. how to import it properly. Yeah. But um, when I went through that, I had to go through a lot of clips mm-hmm. and more clips than I thought I should. Yeah. Um, but basically, the longest part of it was still color correction. Yeah. So color correction is the hardest part of coloring. Mm-hmm. And it's the most time consuming because in most cases, if you're not sure about your coloring uh, right on right on the source itself. Yeah. And this is going to happen to a lot of people because when they have like these nice cameras like like the Blackmagic Ursa Mini yeah. or or the red, the uh, any red camera. Yeah. Or and they're all off log. Yeah. And here's the thing. Log is a very flat profile. Yes. Um. It's a it's a it's it's a code that's supposed to give you like the the, the most flash. flattest uh, look ever. Uh, it is also the best way to get the best color off of it. The problem is when you're using log, mm-hmm. you don't have like a monitor or anything that gives you a LUT, uh, mm-hmm. like a post LUT. Yeah, that's supposed to give well, you what it will possibly look like. If we had that, that would have been very helpful for you. Yes, definitely because. But- also, sorry to cut you off, but also, like, just though, but, you know, you're talking about those cameras, too. Like, there's a difference, though, because if you're shooting raw with the red or a black magic, yeah, if, yeah. You have, if you have the surge. There's definitely a difference. There's a difference there. because at least you would manipulate those those things yeah. as well, too. But the thing is, uh, the biggest thing that uh, a lot of people will notice when they have these cameras is yeah. that uh, log is uh, is flat. You can't tell what's the color yeah. temperature. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when you're looking at a log image because it's, it's completely gray. Yeah, well, I mean, like in most cases, yeah. it's pretty completely gray, and you don't, and you have most of the time you have the smallest screen ever, yeah, and you can't see shit. That's uh, true. The thing is, like, uh, that's why it's always best to get like a a, a monitor of some yeah. type, like a like a small HD monitor that's mm-hmm. able to give you like a LUT yeah, to, yeah. to go over the log to make it see, so you can see, see the color see. Yeah. in some way, um, uh, or. Or uh, or like a like uh, Atomos one yep. that has HDR and each that the I still recommend the HDR one yeah because uh, um, the Atom HDR in yeah. the Atomos stuff is uh, is uh, gives you the most proper proper exposure, exposure. Uh, possibly because HDR actually gives you the full amount of it gotcha yeah so uh, but anyway besides that. Uh, 
Um, the when, co- correction you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, when you're when you're working with log stuff and all that, and th- this thing with uh, with with Murder for Dummies, we were kind of doing a, a sort of log. Yeah. Look to it. Uh, it's not it's not perfect log, but it's it's uh it's up enough for your camera to get into at least. Do you mean? Oh no, I filmed and filmed the dynamic range with the log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, but it's not the most powerful log. Like uh, I, I think there are some mini has a better one. I think. Well, yeah. yeah also, yeah. the sensors different on those cameras yeah, too. So I, that's but the camera I own, you have an APS-C. Well, yeah. Not just not that's not the sensor. I'm talking about the set, the dynamic range on the camera too. Uh, the, the dynamic, thirteen stops, right? No, it's it's twelve. I think on that camera. Oh, 12, there you, you go. might be right. It might be thirteen, but at the same time. That camera in like certain like, there's a lot of things with that camera. The scent there's an older sensor. The the Earth Mini has a newer sensor, not just for the dynamic okay. range, but color science too. Yeah. Okay. So it's different. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, and I think that's what kind of makes makes it a little bit harder for us colorists because yeah. it's uh, the fact that like when we're working with like uh, log footage, it's like we have to guess sometimes and uh, and also I I'm gonna blame myself a little bit too to sorry to cut you again, but also because. The color temperature is a bitch to also get to yeah. as well, especially when you're not when you can't when you're not shooting in raw because you're oh, raw. Oh, you mean with the black magic with interface? Black, yeah, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, because in, in general too, like if I'm like murder for dummies, if we did like uh, I try to keep it like consistent with my color temperatures yeah. at least, but I couldn't keep it always consistent because at the same time, you know, again, like you said. We shot at different times too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to remember what Yo, I shot on top of that. On yeah, top of yeah. that. So I don't like we shot something like six days, like three week, three months ago. I'm like I don't remember. What I shot if I shot 5600 or 5400, even though it's not like very minimal. Right, right, right. Yeah. But also, um, well, I was getting at the color temperature. It's just a pain in the butt cheeks because if you're looking at it in log form, you don't know. It's easy. yeah, you have no. And clue. if you screw it up. It's log, first of all, and it's also a ProRes file, so it's not that raw file that we would. And and it's it's not the end of the world either. It's not. It's if anything, it's still great. Like log is still amazing. Mm -hmm. Like you got you could you could mess up on a lot of uh, uh, fronts, especially if it was since we were recording in ProRes. Yeah, it's not like you're clipping everything badly. Oh yeah, and all that because even if you mess up on some things, it can be fixed. The problem is. Um, what, what made it longer for me to do the process of coloring for this, uh, film was because it, there were so many variables of, uh, differences in every single clip and, uh, in terms of like exposure, uh, um, color and, uh, and all that. And I had to fix everything about it. And yeah. I did, it was, it took a very long time. It, did. it took longer than it should. That's the thing. And, uh, and, uh, on top of that, I'm still learning, uh, when at that moment, but yeah. at the final stages, I started getting up more of a pattern and start getting into the yeah. group. You, you did get into rhythm at the end towards the yeah. end when you were in that last, like getting a lot faster. Yeah, at yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Um, because I started re- realizing there's patterns and yeah. stuff like that, that. I started understanding a little bit more. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but, um, after, uh, when I finally finished that, I had to do grading after that. Yeah. Which was fat. You did that like record time. Yeah. That, that was, that was, uh, it, it took a little bit, uh, still, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that like, bad. It wasn't like yeah. the color correction. Yeah. That was definitely the color correction is the longest process in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the longest process. The grading is definitely not the, the longest because in most cases what color correction. So if you guys don't know, there's a difference between color correction and color grading. Yeah. Um, correction is the actual correcting of every single 
color mm-hmm. to make it look like the naturalistic of how you saw it from the camera and yeah. from your eyes yourself. Um, grading is the actual looks. Gotcha. The, the, the look of the actual film overall. Yeah. Um, so uh, the grading process, when you're when you finish with all your color correction, basically they're all in the same uh, color variance at that mm-hmm. point. Like they yeah. all should look they're even. Yeah, even. So when uh, you can put things in groups at that point, mm-hmm. which that was my process. Where, uh, but in this case, there was many different. There was night scenes. There was uh, exterior, uh, yeah. exterior night scenes, and uh, in, in interior scenes, and also uh, daylight scenes. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, uh, um. I had to separate the groups for each grading. Yeah. Because, uh, but I had to put it in the same grading fields of like the color values mm-hmm. in between them. Yeah. Because there's like, usually like a, I don't know if you got, uh, if you ever seen like a color palette or like of the whole entire movies. Uh, I think so. It's I like have... a final color palette. Like, uh, like for instance, uh, Mad Max is all in orange. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Orange and blue. Yeah. You know, most of the time. And there's like these little moments where there's uh gray. Yeah, on uh, some parts, but basically, the um, I had to put in the full color palette uh, mm-hmm. of what I was going to do for it, and uh, eventually we got to it. Um, there were some parts uh, I finally finished the whole thing though. Yeah, and there are some parts where I overdid it uh, in some of the the skin, skin tones, tones and stuff like that. I've yeah. noticed it when we were watching on the big screen because we ended up watching it in a big screen. Yeah, we did. We watched yeah. it at uh, Millennium, Found- uh, Millennium Fandom Bar. Yeah, and we also watched it at the Eclipse. Yes. Oh, uh, I, mi- I missed that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, when I watched that, oh my God, by the way, I think I'll talk to you later about it, but oh, yeah. there, was, there was a moment where Kelly uh, gave me this look because I messed up on one part. <laughs> Sound-wise or... Uh- Oh, sound wise. Oh well, you know, yeah. again, you shot yourself in the foot on that, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's all good. You know what? Like like I said, you learn, you live and learn, and that and that was the the, the thing was the worst part about that. It wouldn't have been that bad, but that that day you called me, going it crashed. Oh so, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, so basically, when I finished that, the overall coloring part yeah. of it, uh, that was. Uh, um, th- there was some uh, issues with some of the the, yeah. uh, the things. Now they were still okay with it. Yeah, it yeah. still it still looked good and everything. Yeah, and I think it looked great. I think it came yeah. out wonderful. Um, the the but if anything, like uh, uh, that's when I always tell some people like if you can get a calibrator for like mm-hmm. your 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 screens. Yeah, if you can, if you're going to be a first time colorist. Yeah, um, calibrate your screens. Uh, there are uh, there are pretty cheap calibrators out there they're like 60 dollar ones mm. they're not the best ones but man they will make a huge difference in your coloring Interesting. the thing is uh uh when i was working on on john's mac i think there was some inaccuracies in some of the colors also that mac is like a 2011 yeah yeah on top yeah that that too <laughs> doesn't help yeah um so i was limited to what i can do with it mm. if if i was on a color grading monitor it would look amazing definitely yeah. like look even better than what we had mm. had it look but just to understand that um if if you feel like you uh, if you feel like you uh haven't done that well it's not because of your skill it's just sometimes the monitors that you deal with you can't do anything about it yeah and uh do it what's best for what you can see it for mm-hmm. and what what we came up with still look great yeah. so yeah if anything sadly we can't show you that movie i would love to yeah. like it's it's it, there's a few things we can't we can't do that because of some some 
things in the pipeline right now. Yeah. But hopefully one day we'll be able to release that short film to you because the feature film is going to be completely different. Yes. Not completely different, but a little bit more mature in the sense too. But yeah, that's me and I would proudly, uh, I would proudly like, uh, yeah. advertise that too and promote it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's yeah, that's something we're very proud of. We're, we yeah. wish we could show it, but then like I said, things in the pipeline. Continue, though, about Murph for Dummies. So uh, then I did sound. Yeah. And this is where I shot myself in the foot because we were now two weeks away from yes. the release of it uh, to in the Eclipse Theater and the Millennium Fandom Bar. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, uh, when I was doing sound, I had to recreate a lot of the scenes of sound itself. Yeah. Because there was many, uh, there are many, like, like scenes that were not even had sound and had issues. Dead space, right? Yeah, and I had to re rebuild the whole entire scene yeah. from from scratch. And that's a lot of work too. Oh my god! It's so what what's that in the audio world? It's called sound design. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to have a speciality guy to do that. Yeah. Um, basically, you're creating the ambience. Basically, you're yeah. creating the if you're outside, you're creating the wind noise. You're yeah. creating the the crickets uh, in at a night scene, for yeah. instance. You're create you're basically rebuilding what you believe is that where you were at that yeah. place. And that's tough because you have to find sounds for all of that. And if you don't have a proper sound library like I did, yeah. I didn't have, or like I didn't have yeah. one <laughs> that you were, I had to, to, I had to search everything yeah. on the internet for those sounds. And luckily there are awesome sites out there that can actually give you sounds mm-hmm. for stuff. And I, I loved it. Uh, I loved finding some of them is was, some of them was kind of hard to find, yeah. but uh, in a lot of cases, this is where my audio engineering had to be was put to the test because a lot of the sounds just to let you guys know a lot of the sounds that you're given for film is hard to find yeah uh like for instance uh finding uh the perfect motorcycle sound for like a motorcycle yeah uh you have to find layers and layers of that different motorcycle to make it sound bigger than it is yeah because you you might ever uh, there was this moment where uh i did there's a motorcycle scene yeah and it sounds like a scooter was that when Paul twos on the yes okay, and uh, and he revs it yeah um yeah it sounded like a scooter at first oh wow and I and I just went like why does it sound like a scooter mm. then I realized I had to layer more motorcycle sounds on mm. top of it and then then it sounded like a real motorcycle when yeah. I do that because I had to get a bass part of it a treble and a and a mid. Yeah, yeah, the whole kit caboodle. Yeah, in order to get like sounding like how it should sound, like the vroom vroom instead of a <laughs> sounded like a fucking that sounded like a cat purring. No, it was like a yeah, it's like, that's like, that's like well, I should say that sounds like a go kart. Yeah, 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 that's what it sounded like. And yeah. then all of a sudden, when my and then when I put all the layered sounds together, yeah. it went. Vroom, vroom, and yeah. I was like, whoa! It, it was meteor. I think yeah. that's the right term, right? Yeah. Meteor? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, so there, uh, so you have to really create a design for yeah. the whole thing, and you have to really think about it. Yeah. And uh, now, uh, as being an experience in doing that, because I've done a few as well as those, having two weeks only to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On top of that, I was actually experienced enough because I had enough experience working yeah. with sound design before, because I did it for a lot of my films, like yeah. my regular films myself, and I had a lot of time on those. Yeah. So, I was I was kind of kind of prepared. If I wasn't prepared for this, or if I wasn't skillfully prepared for this, mm-hmm. I would have never gotten in time. But basically, yeah. uh, I I I work my 
hardest. Yeah. Those were the that you can was curse. the it's hardest. Okay, you can curse. You worked your ass off. You did work your ass off, dude. Yeah, there that was that was the hardest uh, one out of all of them. Yeah, like creating a sound design was the hardest part. Then we had to bring in ADR. Yeah. Yeah, so I had to. There were some scenes where we kind of messed up with the boom pole, yeah. or in some cases, the boom pole actually had a, a, a XLR yeah. issue where oh, okay. it was pulled out a little bit and it destroyed that XLR input on the one of it. So uh, and uh, I didn't realize it, and I was like, "Crap!" Um, well, that couldn't have been it. just your fault. That could have been like Nick's. I mean, not to put blame on anyone else, but it could have been like you know Nick's fault or Johnny's fault. You know, the no, like, it's the little things that you might have been yeah. aware. So I'm not gonna put the blame full. You can't put yeah. the blame fully on yourself though. At the yeah, same time. because that that was an accident that happened. Yeah. definitely. Because uh, I heard so, and then uh, of course we we found the problem uh, yeah. later on uh, um, in one of the other sets where I had to plug it in another way and it worked better. Yeah. Uh, um, because it, it sounded like, uh, uh, it lost a lot of its base. Mm-hmm. Like one of the micro, the microphone yeah. lost its base yeah. on a lot of those, uh, scenes. And, uh, and so I had to figure out how to fix those kind of sounds because it sounded different from the other, yeah. uh, the other scenes on the other parts of the, uh, mo- the film. Yeah. So I ended up having ADR come in because of some of those problems, and with my, I had a really nice condenser mic too. You so did. It, so it helped a lot with that. But I had to also recreate their voices to make it sound like they're outside. And, and that's stuff. a lot of time to do it. Like, in, yeah, and Mark yeah, had two hard. weeks. And then also on top of that too, Mark. Um, and we had to work with people's schedules on top yeah, of that. On top of that, people's yeah. schedules. And then, and then the, the freaking computer crashed. Oh, yeah. So there is a time. There was one day. Mm-hmm. Where my computer completely crashed. Yeah, and that that you called me. I was, you know, where I, I, I was freaking out. You know where I was? I'll never forget. It's like you know when people go, I'll never forget when JFK got shot. I know where I was. Yeah. I never know. I'll never forget when 9/11 right. happened. I know where I was. <laughs> I was at Raising Canes with my reporter, and you called me. <laughs> yeah, I was at Raising Canes uh-huh. on Charleston and um, by Charleston Valley View. You know uh-huh. that one by Walmart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I was. And that's when you called me. And I was I was drinking. I I had did I have a three piece meal that I, I don't know. I yeah, had, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know but I had I one. remember I, I had a fucking uh, fruit punch high C if that's that the thing whatever it was that's that's how accurate you I never get, told me this by the way I never told you this I'm telling you this right now it's okay surprise surprise okay okay but that's I'll never forget that I got called from you or and then I got called Brian I had called everyone I was talking to everyone like oh trying to calm everyone no. down too. So it was like it was a madhouse a day. It was it was nuts because also during that time, not to throw you under a bus, but you were kind of also like, I don't know, man. You're very depressed in a sense where it was like you're yeah. you're unsure of yourself. And I had and and the thing is, and I told you this countless times, you can't do that to yourself. Yeah. Because if you do that to yourself, you put yourself in a bad mind mindset. Yeah, I, I have and to admit, I kind of put my uh, uh, for these guys. Uh, they dealt with a very depressed Mark. Yeah. That time, yeah, and it was. Uh, it was because I was going through a lot too on top yeah. of that. Um, but uh, it's uh, but I mean, yeah, it's the but the whole the whole process had to go on. And, yeah. Uh, and eventually we got through it all. Yeah. But yeah. yeah it was. It, I did. Lo- I I almost thought I lost the whole entire session. Thank God for all the save. Yeah. So basically, uh, I had a uh, I saved uh, I had a save session basically mm-hmm. that that was and we had I had 
autosave enabled on my uh, yeah. on uh, Logic Pro 10. Is that autosave automatically though? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it, it saves every every 30 minutes, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, the problem was is that uh, I was in 30 minutes of no of no save. At oh, all. and it was 30 minutes of work. Gotcha. And uh, my computer crashed Shit. on me during that whole process. Yeah. And just to let you know, my computer uh, uh, hasn't been restored, uh, pretty much like resetted in any ways because it needed a reset. Yeah. For a while. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is shit!" And then we're also on a on a on external hard drive doing yeah. all this at the same time. So I'm ed- I'm I'm editing audio in 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 uh, external externally. Yeah, um, hard drive. Yeah. What sucks is when Logic Pro crashes mm. and the computer crashes at the same time, turning it back on. If you try to open an old session. Mm. That you feel like had an autosave, it will have a corrupted file. Oh shit! And that was my issue. I felt like I lost everything. Holy shit! Off that session, and that was already, I think, seventy-five percent of the way of the finished product. God damn! See, if if, if that didn't happen, you would have been done that next day. Yes. And that, yes. and then, yeah, it would have been a time crunch. It would have been there would have been a whole completely yeah. different scenario. So that was something unexpected. Yeah. I did not expect that. Well, the best part, but the, but the cool part about it is yeah. that I had uh, it was uh, it was about like I would say six saves away. Okay, where an autosave finally worked. Oh, good. Not but too far, I but had not too... a lot of fun. It was still a lot of yeah. stuff that was it had to be catched, caught up. Caught up, yeah. It was almost like uh, a, like it went from seventy five percent down to fifty six. Yeah. So that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, which I eventually went through again, and I yeah. did it. And I actually made, I actually found some flaws in the old part yeah, that yeah. I was doing. Well, at least you found those. Yeah, and that actually helped a little bit more yeah. in some ways. I, so I kind of, in a way, I'm kind of grateful for it yeah. sometimes, in some way. But after that, I started saving, yeah. saving. After Smart every, man. like, yeah, I started doing that. Uh, I made also backups as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that would never happen again. And eventually, we had to. We were at a time crunch after that, yeah. though. It did set me back really badly. Yeah, yeah it did. It, it was it was pretty bad. I was freaking out. Uh, you were freaking out. Yeah. I remember. And I, I was call- almost pulling my hair at that time. You, I was also calling you. Hey, how far are we? Eighty percent. Okay, is that in true eighty percent or is that fake eighty <laughs> percent? No answer. So it, it it was very it was very stressful in general and I, like I said Mark learned his lesson yeah and 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 again this is also a lesson from every for everyone too yes, as well yeah instead like we don't we don't we learn don't we take all, two jobs don't take two jobs don't, but don't also do it, don't please. put a hard date on something that you don't know until yeah. you're at least ninety percent of the way finished and also if anything lesson learned save your projects guys uh, make backups too backups make, make, is important make backups yeah. of what you have because the thing is I was working with external hard drive. That's not mine. Yeah. And uh, I had to learn to get my own external hard drive for that external hard drive. Because yeah. uh, because the thing is, when you don't have a backup mm-hmm. that you can, what if they lose their own content? And you're screwed. Yeah. And you're, you're, and on top of that, you're the guy that they look to and go, do you still have everything saved? Yeah. And you, if you don't have it, you're that's screwed. the end. Yeah. 
That's the end. You already screwed up the whole entire thing. So, so then, Murder for Dummies premieres. Is that probably the happiest moment of your film career so far? Yes. That was probably you the were, best. You Brie even said this. My ex-girlfriend, Brie, she said that Mark was very happy. And Mark was very... Mark was like... I was relieved. Giddy. You were relieved. And she said she didn't, she didn't see that on your face, by the way. So... It it shows when people are very excited about what they do. Yeah, Again, I was stressed. Yeah. You were stressed, but you also relieved yourself in a good way. Yes. Not peeing. <laughs> yes. So and, um, then, and, and that, it was a happy time. At it was. The end. It was a happy time because we were all we were, we were all proud about what we did. Yes, Even, I was very proud of that. Through all the pitfalls, through all the stress, everything was. It turned out a okay. So I guess I guess in a way I could say. You know what. Yes, it sounds very stressful, all the mm-hmm. crap that we've been through. Yeah. And what we described to you guys would probably stress you guys out yeah. hearing all that. But um, but um, when you're done with it and you actually see the final product, mm-hmm. it goes away. Yeah. It really does. It does. And, and, and actually, it makes you extremely proud because what you just saw mm-hmm. uh, from all your hard work you've done, it, it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth every single moment. And now, now what are you doing? What's your any projects you got going on? Oh, we got uh, the poet coming yes. forward. I'm going to be coloring that. Uh, so John and I have been uh, helping out with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do some cinematography stuff, small yes, small does. stuff on yep. the side. And then you, you know? got uh, the web, the trio web series, which is going to be. I don't know when. Oh I, yes, I think you'll be coloring that as well. From what I know of, I don't yeah. know. What, There's uh, trio web series coming out that I'm yep, going that's, to work on. That, that's supposed to be, I think. Sometime in the summer. I don't know when exactly. I don't know exactly yeah, either. I had to talk to her, uh, Kai, about that. Yeah, but it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. And and we're we're uh, we got and well, anything else you got coming down the pipeline? Um, where it lies. Where it lies. Yeah, I'm, we know that. I'm definitely starting to uh, work on that. Um, Mr. Psycho. Oh yes, I remember you telling me about. I that. I do have a script on that. That's oh. a finished. Uh, we'll look at a you. Finished. Uh, uh, a full finished script on that. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the actors and I need the funding. That's the only thing I might have. I might do a Kickstarter. Who knows? I'm not hey, sure. Do whatever you or do, Indiegogo, man. whatever, whatever works. But, uh, basically that's, that's finished. That'll be my first ever short film. That's actually awesome. planned and well done. Yeah. Very nice. And um, then, uh, Oh, let me ask you this. Who are some of your influential directors that you really like? Right now, my favorites would be, uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher, okay. Uh, I think he does a splendid job mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, it, uh, more like the colorists I like oh, to yeah. work with. Who are yeah. some, do you have any colorists that you recommend to people that you like the, like their work? Um, do you have any? Like, I don't know any colorists, to be honest. So I don't know if that's a actual viable question because it's like, I know it's teams that work on it. So I don't know if there's a one individual yeah, there's colorist. teams mostly. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, okay, let me ask you this. What are some, some besides The Matrix... What are some films that people should watch for color? Ooh, good one. Uh, the newest one would be Blade Runner 2049. Okay, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that, that's beautifully mm-hmm. colored. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was shocked by that movie, actually. Um, um, another one is definitely uh, uh, The Matrix. Yep. Definitely The Matrix. Okay. Uh, uh, I said besides The Matrix, no, but that's yeah, fine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That, that works. <laughs> um, another one would be... Uh, Oh, this is tough because there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, All right, pick pick two more. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like two more. Uh, let's see. There is also. What um, what about um, our brother? Where art thou? Is that a good one? 
That's a good one. I'm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's like one of those the mm. ones that I would. I would study. Yeah. If anything. Uh, another one would be. Oh. Um. Uh. Space Odyssey. 2001 Space yeah. Odyssey? But that, there was no really... Well, there's color timing probably in that film, but... No, that's well done. Oh, really? Too, it's, yeah. it's color corrected? Yeah. Oh. Especially the whites. Well, mm, well, Stanley Kubrick... Well, you know, but... Whites are well done in that. The, the thing is, not a lot of people would think about uh, that movie yeah, that much. Yeah, they, they probably did color timing at the time. That's different than color grading and color correcting. Well, no, there's one reason why uh, uh, that movie is well done, too. Yeah. It's because of the whites there. There yeah. is uh, there is certain things about the whites. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's so just in color per- in general. Yeah. So there's, as a visual. Yeah, as a visual perspective okay. of it, like the cinematography-based coloring okay. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Another um, the other one is the Grand Bud- Budapest Hotel. Okay, that's a good one. That's too. really well done. Yeah. That the, if you ever want to see the color on that. Um, the just how he blends in the color together in every single because it's a very colorful movie. Yeah. Um, it's well done. It's uh, I would say it's uh, there's meaning in every single color in that. Hmm. So that's another I'm reason. To watch that again yeah. then. <coughs> Sorry, everyone. So yeah, uh, thank you, Mark. I think they're gonna wrap it up, and uh, thank you for your time. And I had a really great interview with you. I think and mm-hmm. uh, very fascinating stuff. I didn't know some of that stuff you were telling me too. By the way. Yeah. But uh, thank you again, guys. Uh, check out Mark. Mark, what's your uh, handles again? Okay, so my uh, Instagram is at uh, Killswitch on eight fifteen. Uh, same thing with Twitter. K i l l s w i t c h o n eight fifteen. Sweet. And then any other handles you want to promote? Yeah, Twitter's the same thing. But yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, every now and then I'm on Facebook as well. You can look me up. It's Mark Ravasco. And uh, I do live streams on some stuff that I do. Cool. For, for that, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. And guys, that was Chasing the Wave, the audio podcast. Yes, you heard it. Chasing the Wave. Check us out every week on that podcast store. Share us, like <laughs> us, whatever. Wherever you get your podcast from, download us. You know, we're yeah. going to have very interesting podcasts coming up. Thanks again, guys. Have a great rest of the night or day, wherever you are living. Bye. <laughs>